1: to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time, Game time Decisions.
2: Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Let's roll. I'm Gabriel Morency kicking it in Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. The raging redhead throwing it down miles away but we're still connected and uh, we'll be connected uh, next week as we return to the full Metalworks studios looking forward to uh, throwing it down more craziness and chaos as if uh, we're not busy enough already uh, figured why not record a heavy metal record or at least uh, as much as uh, at least as much of it as we can i don't we had, you know earlier we had expectations of oh we'll do it in 3 days but I realize that's, that's not happening, so we'll do what we can get done in three days and uh, whatever, man. In the next month, I'll come up again, and uh, we'll have to do it uh, again to finish it off. The Raging Redhead Camp Store. What's up,
3: Cam? What's happening, Morenci? Yeah, no, what the good news is when you make that trip down to the New Jersey sports book and hit winners again, you could buy more hours at Metalworks with the Bengals last night and the over and the field goal props. So maybe this album will turn into a full-length album because you got the money to keep on hitting winners, buddy.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Considering it cost me like 30 bucks to get there and 30 bucks to get out of there, Cam. A little bit like there's uh, a yes. big, there's a heavy overhead. you your winnings. <laughs> you know, and they wonder why. They wonder why, like, the horse racing. Like, we talk about this all the time. In different cities, it's the same thing. So, like, I get it. It's real estate. It's expensive. And it takes up a lot of space. But, like, horse racing would be more popular if you didn't have to go all, all the way out to Woodbine, right? You know, like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Like, there's nothing around there. Now, they even they even they have a casino, at least. So, that, that's an addition. Now, as you mentioned, they got the tables and everything too, so that's pretty cool. But it's a similar situation with the Meadowlands, in which, you know, the Meadowlands, a world famous racetrack. Everyone knows the Meadowlands. The New York Giants play great, there. Great track. The New York Jets huge play there. Huge harness track, baby. Damn, huge. There is not a single train that goes to the Meadowlands. Like, there's no train. It's like, unbelievable. Like, like there's, a c- there's a city bus from the Port Authority, like, um, you know, from, like, 42nd Street. So there's, like, there's, there's a bus, but it takes, like, an hour and stops a bunch of times and you get in traffic. And there are bus lanes. It's not that bad. It's 45 minutes to an hour. But there's no – there's only a train to the Meadowlands when the Giants or Jets are playing or there's a concert. So they have, like, this train station there, but they only use it when there's events. And then they wonder why the track is empty. Well, it's like, I don't know. like How the hell are you going to get there? You know, like, I-, I swear you should see the line for the bus when a bus shows up. It's like, you know, 100 people waiting because they're all stuck in the middle of nowhere. I can't do that. So, you know, I'm doing the Uber slash private driver deal. It's like 25 30 bucks 30 a pop every time I go there, so I better win, Cam. <laughs> so let's bring Steve Merrill in. <laughs> let's bring uh, Steve Merrill in right now. We get uh, we get Merrill in earlier. We'll get uh, Merrill was on. We lost him. We'll get him back. Hopefully this isn't the start of... Uh,
3: Hopefully this yeah, isn't the it's start. It's gonna be though. okay. P- positivity, but you no, know, it's, it's the same thing. This is what doesn't make any sense to me. When you go to Woodbine, same thing. There's no direct. There's no direct train there. The bus basically hits every little stop. It takes like almost two hours to get there on a 30 minute trip. Yet I can take the Chinese Chinese Taipei bus to go to Rama. Niagara Falls, New York. Niagara Falls, Canada. Yeah, the free Anything shuttles. want to do for for yeah for ten bucks. It's a it's a ten dollar bus that basically, if you were going to put that gas in your car, would cost you about seventy or eighty bucks. So yeah, so it's do hard to do? exactly. Milk the bus tours.
2: It's hard I'm to like, get come out come there. On, so you know, it's yeah. but it's not that bad. It's just it's awkward. It's just awkward. It's on you know, it's the Jersey Turnpike. It's just sort of in the middle of nowhere. But it's quite the complex. We'll get you down here. Uh, we'll take you out uh, over to the Meadowlands Racetrack. Let's bring uh, Steve Merrill in right now. Steve Merrill, com, one of the covers experts. Steve, it's always a pleasure. What's rolling?
4: Hey, guys, what's going on?
2: Doing all right, uh, Steve? Doing all right? I've been spending a lot of time at the... Get ready for the weekend. FanDuel Sportsbook at the, the Meadowlands Racetrack. You ever been to the Meadowlands Racetrack before?
4: I have not. I've passed by it several times, and it's right off the interstate there, so I can understand why it's not... Um... Conveniently located on a train stop, I guess, normally.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, they, there's, wow, well, it's kind of, you know, struggle, racehorse, the uh, racing industry is struggling in New York. And, well, maybe if the track wasn't like, you know, Jimmy Hoffa wasn't buried there and it wasn't like on the side of the turnpike. Like, Cam, like, there's not one store there, dude. Like, there's not a store. There's, there's like one hotel. There's a Hampton Inn. There's a Hampton Inn. I don't even know how to get there. Like, you got to like cross some sort of cross bridge type deal and, like, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Like, it's just, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, I understand why the Devils used to not draw anybody because it's in the middle of nowhere. At least football, it's once a week. But getting people out there all the time, that's another story. So speaking of your team, uh, Steve, um, Washington, I guess, the, you know, the, the Skins have claimed that they've sold out every game for, like, the last, since, like, forever. Like, they, they're claiming they have, like, a 300-game consecutive game, like, sellout streak or something like that which is garbage. You see the empty seats all the time, but they're admitting they're conceding defeat here, Steve. Like, Sunday's home opener will not be even be close to a sellout. And crazy, the Redskins won last week, but I
5: guess people are just fed up. Now we lost uh, Steve Merrill. So, like I Very
2: said, well, you know, he he, he gone. Yeah, no, I was going to say, great start here, great start. I like to get, like, it it's used to okay. be, like, I like to get through a show without a technical uh, issue. Now it's, like, yeah. my, my new goal is, like, let's get through a segment. So We're, we're all for one. Realistic goals. We're all for one.
3: We're all for one. Wouldn't it make sense, too, in that area, if you're in the middle of there, like, to have, uh, I'm just saying, for, like, a gentleman's club? Maybe, like, a little, like, area where he, like, you know what I mean? Stores. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing some ideas yeah. out there if you pawn really shop. want to. Like, if me and you were in charge, yeah, pawn shop. Good, good idea. Like, if, if I, I had, we, had money. We, government, guys. Like, come on. If that's I had money, I'd open, up,
2: I'd open up my own strip mall. Massage parlor, strip club, and pawn shop. That's what you need for, like, across hey. the
3: street for a racetrack. Win, win, win. Yeah, good to, good point. Racetrack, pawn shop? I, I, You notice it in Vegas, too. When you go to the pawn shops there, they got nice stuff. Like, the guitars aren't, like, crap. Like, they're all, like, beautiful, like, Fenders and Gibsons. And I was even looking at some equipment, Gabe, for the radio. Like, some of it's, like, brand new. That's what happens. A lot of people, you get, you get on a cold streak, you got to sell. Pawn, those pawn shops are loaded.
2: The uh, pawn shops in Vegas, um, pawn shops as a whole are actually going down. It's, it's a dying business because of online. You know, it's because... The
3: of, and all this other stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and uh, Overstock. <laughs> Overstock.com. Overstock. Overstock.com, <laughs> come get it. Um, you know, no, but all that type of stuff. It's sort of like like strip clubs are going down because there's all, like, web chat and there's sex stuff online, right? Se- like, sex robots, yeah, sex robots. Like, like Taylor Stevens. So, like when, um, like, when all the big strip clubs close in Las Vegas and in Toronto... Like it's basically Taylor Stevens' fault. It's like it's 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 basically uh, Taylor Stevens' fault. All right, so we'll try one more time with Steve Merrill. What's up, Steve?
4: Yeah, I heard you talking about the Redskins. Yeah, oh, I'm saying they're sellouts. I didn't
2: realize They're saying that they sold yeah, I didn't out. Like they said that. Yeah, yeah, they, they've been claiming they've been. I think they said they sold out every game since 1967, which is clearly a lie.
4: Well, when I went there throughout the 80s, I mean, I went there you know, over 100 straight games probably. And I know they at RFK Stadium sat about 50-some thousand. There was like a 20,000 wait list. That was legit. Yeah, yeah, And that yeah. place was never empty. True. Um, but then they moved to the new stadium in the late 90s, and they added 20,000 seats. So I would think most of that wait list went away. But, you know, I've told you guys that story about 10, 12 years ago. I was at the Christmas Eve game when they beat the Giants to clinch the playoffs. I think it was 2005, December 24th. And I had club-level seats, um, different seats than I normally had. Um, because I went with some other people, they used my seats, and I got two more. And at halftime, I'm walking around the club level, which is half empty still, even for a playoff clinching game. And that's when the guy had the spiel about buying the, the four year commitment. We have oh, yeah. to make a four year commitment <laughs> to the team. Four year so, commitment. And, yeah, but the, and that's why I, I was like, "This is my effing alma mater. I mean, what the hell? Did I go to Washington Redskins University or something?" I'm like, "God, I mean, but, but even then, they didn't have the club seats sold out, and that was 12 years ago. So, so here it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they figured that, Washington. You know, they don't, don't count the club level, I guess,
2: right? Yeah. yeah, the Redskins say they've sold out every home game since 1967. Redskins officials did not say how many seats were available, but checking online, there was over 3,650 tickets available in all sections of the stadium. Uh, the Redskins have long maintained that every game is sold out and boasted in this year's media guide, the run of sellouts dates back 50 years. They claim they, they Cam 1967
3: lies that's a straight-up
4: bold-faced lie all right Moretz. so that's
2: not true let's get right let's get to the, the stuff that people care about did we lose Dave or is he still with James. us i just assume he's gone all the time no, i'm
4: just saying who would have thought, hey. DC, who thought dc would lie about numbers
2: yeah <laughs> okay you're right like come on people from washington dc don't lie <laughs>
4: <laughs> they just stretch the truth a little, right? They, they don't count the club-level seats, and they don't count the section that's a bad seat. It's, I don't want to do the this. The sold out for 50 straight years.
2: I don't want to do this because I know it's going to upset like a ton of our listeners, but the Redskins sellout for 50 years is like Trump saying he had the largest inauguration crowd ever. It's like, wow, you know, we kind of see the pictures. It says you don't. Like, you know, it's like we're Redskins. It's like, Cam, you know how many Redskin games I'm seeing? Like, it's half empty and stuff. It's like, you guys aren't sold out. What are you talking oh, about? Exactly. You no, guys are liars. And you're voted the worst stadium in the league. Like, nobody likes that. I've never been there, Steve, but I hear the FedEx field really sucks. <laughs>
4: Well, that was part of the reason I started to lose touch with the Redskins. I mean, you know, I started as a full-time handicapper in 1996. So, you know, you gradually start to lose touch with your favorite teams when you do this for a living. But it became pretty easy for me because they switched, I think, in 97 to FedEx. I loved RFK. You know, great memories in the 80s of them winning championships there. And, yeah, you you go to a bigger stadium, a worse product, It's been a perfect storm for 20 years now for why they haven't, they've struggled and they're not selling tickets anymore. Listen
2: to this, Steve. As you mentioned, so there used to be a line, a lineup, um, a waiting list of like thousands for, for season tickets. Correct. Season tickets are now available to the public for the first time. Announced Kenny Albert during the game. So basically, there is no waiting list
4: anymore. I remember the first game I went to is nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty two. I saw the ticket subs, I think it was ten dollars, and those were like forty yard line side seats at RFK. So and then by the time we were done going there probably what 50 dollars a game. Yeah, so yeah that's now now it's probably like well. one eighty. All right, so let's get to exactly, the exactly and that's why people aren't paying it.
2: I'll check the I'll check the ticket price here. Let's let's get to the, the actual game, Steve. I think the Colts are going to cover. I think it's, you know, the Redskins were really good last week. And now Johnny Public's going to say, oh, I saw the Redskins destroy Arizona. Now they're going home. They're going to play Indianapolis. It'll be easy. Colts lost to the Bengals, et cetera. That's not really the way the NFL works and sports betting works. It's a week-to-week deal. What do you make of the number sitting at five and a half, six, Steve? And it's come down, actually. It was five and a half, went up to six, now five and a half.
4: Yeah, this, this is a textbook example of um, handicapping week two of the NFL, and, and I don't necessarily like the Colts here. In fact, last week, I was a perfect 2-0 going on and against these two teams. I had a best bet on the Bengals beating the Colts, and I had a best bet on the Redskins beating the Cardinals. Uh, the only game I lost in the afternoon car was a half-point loss with the Texans, so I went 2-0 with these two games or two teams. rather. Um, so with that said, I'm not big on Indianapolis. I do think the Redskins are a bit underrated, but... Hard to pull the trigger here with them laying points now because this is one of those setups that we see year after year. One team looks great, the other team looks bad in week one, and it just reverses. Uh, Redskins gave it the fewest points allowed in over 19 years for that franchise, allowing just six points on the road. Uh, Colts, meanwhile, put up a lot of passing yards on Bengals. Even though they didn't win, they threw the ball well still. So, yeah, I mean, if history repeats itself, the the value is probably with the Colts in this game.
2: I'm looking at the ticket price right now, Cam. 50-yard line. How much? Best seat in the house, 50-yard line, season opener, Washington Redskins. And yester, you'd think 50-yard line. Ugh, this gonna cost me five, six hundred bucks. I'm not doing that. Yep. How much you think it costs to sit on the 50-yard line this Sunday for the Colts and Washington? 280, 118. Wow, that's, that's not That's a
3: great price. Hey, Steve, you got to get your ass back down to the Redskins game, At those prices.
4: Yeah, $54 <laughs> yeah, no, that, is that, is that to get like in. One of the t- is that one of the ticket brokers, or is that if you buy season tickets? No,
2: it's a stub up I bet you they're, they're selling them for less yeah, exactly. than face value because they can't sell them.
4: Right, and that's exactly you. my point. that That's the thing that's changed from 20 years ago also that I forgot to mention earlier is that we have these ticket brokers now.
2: There's People no way in hell Daniel Snyder. Tickets. Yeah, there's no way in hell Daniel Snyder's only charging 118 bucks for the 50-yard line. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, but that's exactly why nobody would buy the season tickets to get for less <laughs> exactly. and not be committed to the full season. Yeah, so when they're when they're yeah. two and ten in December, you don't have to keep buying.
2: Yeah, this is this is like yeah. Cam. Like this is like Buffalo prices. Like for even like the Redskins suck or whatever, people you know are frustrated and all, everything else. Fifty five dollars. I mean, man, it costs you that much to park at a Leaf game. You know what I mean? Like fifty four dollars just and, even to get in is surprisingly cheap to me. But uh, I like the Colts, Cam, plus well, the points. Well, how about
4: this, guys, real quick, too? But, but how about this also? Isn't it ironic that the Capitals finally win the Cup and the Redskins don't sell out anymore? I don't think that's a total coincidence.
2: Yeah, the Capitals, I guarantee you, their home opener is going to cost more. than like, If you want to sit in the best seat in the, hei- in, Correct. in the ice, it ain't going to be 118 bucks. I guarantee you that. Um, Cam, Colts, plus the points, you
3: like it? I'm on the Colts and I wanted to ask uh, Steve too Gabe about uh, your Buffalo Bills in kind of the same situation and an overreaction there and uh, Buffalo was horrible against Baltimore Steve but now we're getting seven and a half that's a big hook right there Chargers going into Orchard Park Gabe have been there tough place to play even with a rookie quarterback what do you think about the Bolts and Bills there Steve?
4: Yeah, historically, Cam, I mean, just taking a contrarian view in week two works because uh, I've always said week one is basically week five of the preseason, and you know, and those results don't always correlate, yet the odds makers of the public definitely overreact to them. Um, it's tough to pull the trigger um, with a team like Buffalo after last week, especially watching the Ravens not play well last night. But then again, the Ravens had to travel on three days rest yesterday. You never know how that affects teams either. Um, so I think the value is probably with Buffalo. This line is probably less than a touchdown a week ago. Now it's over seven.
2: I like it, Kevin You said you like that hook. Like if Buffalo loses by it's, forty-nine, <laughs> I don't know if the hook. That extra yeah, half point. we don't have to worry about the hook. <laughs> yeah, you know what <laughs> yeah, though? The I'll, Buffalo I'll the Bills. Seven and a half, though. The Buffalo Bills are four and two straight up in their last six uh, home openers, and they've covered five of their last six. Like, like you said, Ken, The Bills, the Bills come to play in Week One at home. All right, Steve. So we're going to take a quick break. What's your schedule, Steve? When, 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 when do you want to jump off? At four twenty-five or four thirty? Yeah. What's your deal?
4: Like 428 is perfect. I do the ESPN Richmond hit at 430, so that works. Yes, 428,
2: all right. Oh, wow, 428, precise. We'll take a quick.
4: I'll turn it right around.
2: We'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll continue conversation with Steve Merrill, prosportsinfo.com, one of the Covers experts over at covers.com. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio
1: continues.
2: Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morensi, Studio 34. Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. On location, parts unknown. Steve Merrill, Norfolk, Virginia area. And speaking of which, Steve, aren't you guys like in in, in the eye of this stuff? What's going on with that hurricane uh, with Virginia?
4: Yeah, luckily I'm a little more west and north, you know, between Richmond and Norfolk, so uh, we it missed us uh, Monday. It was looking like it might hit us, and then it started going through Carolina more. So we've a drizzle all day and no wind. Knock on wood. I think that's pretty much it.
2: All right. So, uh, being the cold, callous people that we are, let's go back to uh, to Carolina. How about football, sure. Carolina? <laughs> uh, getting <Yeah>. points. <laughs> getting points against the Falcons feels like it's kind of I'm walking into a trap here, Cam. And it's you got to take Carolina. But there is a little voice inside of me. I'm like, man, Carolina's got a banged-up offensive line. Thing is, the Atlanta Falcons, they're without Keanu Neal. He's one of their best uh, defenders. Uh, What's the other kid's name? Deion Jones. And Jones. Yeah, he's He's uh, out for a while, yeah. yeah, They're basically without their best two tacklers and real fast guys. Now you got McCaffrey coming in here. I know Olsen is out, and I know their offensive line is banged up, but Cam Newton just sort of finds a way. To me, I don't know, like the spread should be like a field goal or something. I'll start with you, Cam.
3: Well, I'm on Carolina game, but there is a voice inside my head. It won't be a a big play. I got a lot of uh, six-pack of plays, and this one's going to be a half-unit play. I got to take the points with Atlanta being banged up. I think Cam Newton on that surface, too, will be able to run and throw very comfortable surroundings there. Seems like a lot of points to me. I think Atlanta might win the game by three or four, but uh, at five-and-a-half or six, give me the Panthers.
2: That's the feeling I get, that the Falcons don't screw it up. They win the game, but not by five-and-a-half or six. I think they actually, I don't know, 24-23. 27-24. 27 24. I think it's a closer game. What you got, Steve?
4: Yeah, the uh, I did the Charlotte show yesterday, and um, Frank Garcia, former center for the Panthers and Rams, he really liked Carolina in this spot, but he also, I think, hit 33% picking against his spread a couple seasons ago overall, so that might be a red flag. Does he, does, um,
2: does he pick the Panthers every week? Does he ever pick against them? <laughs>
4: No, you know he um, he's not a total homer in that regard. So that was a that was a cautionary tale. Oh, good, for good. Me That's what I'm asking. Like
2: if he picks the Panthers yeah. every week, then you yeah, know, no, um, no. we got a
4: problem. But no, so yeah, he's yeah. pretty realistic about things. And, but um, he said yeah, he likes he, them. And, this but week. the reason I well, the reason I thought about it is because exactly what you were saying about the injuries, he was really harping on that. I think that was one of the reasons. And you know, then again, Carolina looked good last week against Dallas, really shut them down, especially defensively. We'll see if the Cowboys are any good or not. I'm not sure about that still. Um, But the Falcons' offense definitely struggled, really looked sloppy against Philly. So you can understand why uh, Carolina looks like a live dog here. What's interesting is before the games last week, the look-ahead line was five and a half. So it's pretty much where the line would have been, not even based on last week's results, even though Carolina looked good and Atlanta didn't. Falcons still were one play away from winning that game at Philadelphia. And you got to figure they're going to probably play a little better. Plus, they have a couple days off off the Thursday game to maybe fix some of those problems. They had the most penalties in over 20 and Since 1999, 19 years, the most penalties a Falcons team had, had in a game. And they still almost won on the road against the Super Bowl champs. So, I still think Atlanta's a very good team this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they bounce back this week.
2: All right. We've only got about two and a half, three minutes with Steve. Let's quickly jump into college. So, uh, Steve, throw us a game here that uh, you've got your eye on. The big, uh, the big games of the week, Ohio State and TCU, LSU and Auburn, Boise State, Oklahoma State. I think Boise's going to beat Oklahoma State. We'll talk college football, uh, you know, throughout the program. even after Steve moves on here, but LSU getting double digit points is intriguing. What game? Uh, you know, what game do you like? Um, what, what are you taking a look at?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll mention that LSU game. I liked Auburn more at 9.5. It's now up to 10.5. Obviously, it's crossed a very key number, but the sharp money does appear to be at Auburn in this game, and I kind of agree with it. You look at last year, they were a six point road favorite when they lost at LSU. You get three points each way, that would have been a 12 point home favorite. This year, I think Auburn's just as good. I think is going to regress a bit, yet the line's only 10 and a half. So you could make a case the line's a little cheap still. LSU looked really good against Miami in week one, but I liked them in that game. I thought Miami was overrated. We had an SEC team in a non-conference game, you know, getting points. Um, but Auburn looked good also against Washington as well, don't forget. And I just feel like the Auburn Tigers uh, just are in a better spot in this one at home with revenge.
3: Cam, hey Steve, what do you think about uh, Syracuse? The Syracuse Orangemen getting uh, three points against FSU. Very impressed by the offense at home, and this is a type of game. Uh, this would be a big statement for the program. Eileen, Syracuse, am I crazy?
4: No, I mean, look, I can understand why Cam, because Florida State has not looked good so far. You know, they they looked really bad against Virginia Tech, um, seven point favorite, they lose twenty four three. And then last week, a 31-point favor against Samford. They only win by 10. And it's Willie Taggart. They're still learning the new system. But I still think there's a lot of talent at Florida State. You know, maybe they don't turn things around this week. But at some point, as long as they don't quit on them, which I don't think they will be a new coach, um, there's too much talent there for them to be this small of a favorite against a team like Syracuse, but Syracuse is dangerous at home. They beat Clemson outright last year on this field and they gave LSU a scare three years ago as well. So could go either way, but I lean Florida state if they show up, because I still think they're the better, more talented team in a basic straight up win situation.
5: Steve
2: Merrill, prosportsinfo.com. One of the covers experts. Thanks for taking the time to be with us, Steve. Thanks guys. Steve Merrill. Have a good weekend, Steve. Uh, with us. So, um, Last night we hit Boston College, uh, Cam. And we hit the over. I had a good, uh, yeah. had a nice night last night. Um, you yeah, know, you know great. the drill. We're betting with real money at the window, and uh, considering the the expenses in this city, can't screw around. Uh, but we finally hit them. It's it's a start. But we hit uh, we hit the book for a nickel uh, last night, which was nice. Cashing uh, five hundred dollars in winners, walking out of there with like nine thirty three or whatever. But I'm not going to lie. I ended up playing about 833, I think. That's what it was. I had like a hundred bucks left after. Because I'll be doing, I'm on that college football show Saturday morning. So um, I can't get out to the book. And my phone, I got issues with the app. And know has a lot. It's one thing after another, man. It's just, you know, it's always some little problem. But, um, so I got to get out to the book. So I, I played all my morning and afternoon games. And then I'll go out to the FanDuel Sportsbook on Saturday night. and uh I play like the late night Saturday games and that's that's my routine, Cam. I go to the FanDuel Sports Book Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So Monday night football, I go, I watch, I, I do the show there and I, I bet. And then uh I go back Thursday, cash my ticket, do the Thursday show there, you know, play the Thursday games. And then when I'm there on Thursday, I play my early college action. And then I'll go to uh to the sports book on Saturday evening. Not all night, but because I'm, I'm on the NFL show at 10 a.m. But, you know, last week I was at the book. I left at midnight type thing. You know, so I'll go in and watch the 8 o'clock game there, bet the college games, and then uh, place my NFL wagers on Saturday night and then uh, go back Monday and do the whole routine again. So I got a little, I got a little rhythm and routine going at the sports book now.
3: That's yeah, nice. It's a one-stop shop, right? Because all the games lead into other games. If you you know you're scared, you go boom in the morning. I got to do this. You hopefully those games end. You go back. To but the you know the time. drill. First it ticket, sucks. It in sucks your hand.
2: betting. It sucks betting early. You know what I mean? Like last night it was Thursday yeah, night. I'm like, oh, I got to pick my college game Saturday morning now, and it throws you off a little bit. But at the same point in time, it keeps me out of trouble online, Cam. Like, I'm not, betting as, and I'm not betting as many games because I'm like, nah, I would bet that. Like, I'm not going to lie. If I was sitting there and whatever, I was just sitting at home, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take Vanderbilt plus the points against Notre Dame. When I'm paying $30 yeah, to exactly. get there and $30 to get out and $9,000 deposits, I'm thinking, if I'm going to bet $200 on this game, I better win it. I, I can't just casually, oh, I'm going to bet this for the fun of it. I already like a bunch of games. I bet like eight games. You know, and that was with me not forcing anything. I mean, I like like eight college games. That's just the the card going up to like six o'clock or so.
3: It's a good lesson though for gamblers because now you're betting what you really like. And one of the biggest things we fall into is just playing the board. And sometimes sometimes those days are great when you're on fire. It's like, "Hey, look at all the extra units they got." But when it goes south and you really don't like those games, there's nothing that pisses you off more cuz you're reaching for these games. You don't really have an opinion of them. You just want action on them. So, it's almost nice that it's costing you that money. You got to sit there and go, "Man, do I really love it? If I'm going to put a it's like real money. Why does the casino give you chips?" Because it's not real money. You look at it, go chips. Even though it has a dollar value, if you were putting cash on the table playing blackjack, I think a lot of people would be very different with their units instead of the chips just going, meh, meh. it's a mental thing. Casinos aren't stupid. They've done, they've done the research. We talked about this stuff. When you actually physically have to go up to the cage and do it, your your mind better be right.
2: Uh, exactly. Exactly. you got to get it right. And if you want to get it right, you got to sign up with DailyRoto.com. Of course, Millionaire Maker was made on Sunday in week one. And the money just keeps rolling in for Dinkmeyer. Another fifteen thousand nine hundred and seven. That's a slow night for him, actually. Though. <laughs> Single game showdown last night. He did enter a thousand. That's ballsy, man. Like that's what I'm saying, Cam. Like you and uh, I are like. It takes uh, money to make money. You and I are like, well, how come we don't? Things, how right? come we don't make these big fantasy scores? And like, I, I did well. I made nine bucks because I'm entering three dollar <laughs> tournaments. This guy's dropping a dime, and you know this wasn't his only contest. That's the thing. I mean, they're like gamblers. Like, I mean. I'm sure, like, Dick Meyer probably, there's nights where he loses $25,000, right? Because the guy, you know, look, he's not entering, like, $5 tournaments. So, look, $1,000 paid uh, $15,973 last night.
3: No, Dig Meyer's sharp, and yeah, it's a, it, it is like gambling, man. These guys, that's the thing. But when they hit the big score, Gabe, it's a big score. Like millionaire makers, like on the network, people are people are winning big, big, big chunks of change. So Dig Meyer can take those nights. I lost 15K. I lost 10K, whatever. When the guys won million dollars, when people are winning millions multiple times, you can afford to have a bankroll to go bananas with. You know what? I didn't put my lineup
2: together yet, actually. I got a millionaire
3: maker lineup for you, buddy. I'm going to, yeah, gonna, I'm just, gonna, yeah I, we'll get yours
2: the thing is, I'm on Sunday. Yeah, that, uh, I'm on Sunday morning, right? So it gives me the affordability, Cam, to be a last-second guy now because I they, I actually exactly. I have to give the lineup. Mike Blewett, Mike, you know, Mike Blewett, he's a sharp guest we have, Cam, but he, he hosts the show with me and Corey. I got to tell you, it's high expectations with Blewett. Like, uh, Blewett, Blewett, uh, you know. <laughs> he holds you accountable. Yeah, yeah, like Blewett's already sending out, like, I need this, I need that, I need this. I need a survivor pick. I need your lock of the week. I need the focus, the total. We like, you can't like blue it. Uh, blue it ask follow up questions. Cam, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you tell no, blue he likes I it, and, like it's uh, he gets deeper into <laughs> it. So you know, it's like damn, and it's funny too because you know me and Corey are kind of beaten down, right? <laughs> like Sunday morning, <laughs> I was in the sports book drinking Heinekens. I roll in here. I'm like, I, I you know what, you know, Cam, the hospitality of the New Yorkers. And the New Jersey, and it's just uh, it's just overwhelming. As uh, so, you know, last Saturday, guys come up; they're like big fans of the show. I'm like, which one? They're like all of them. You know, we watch all of them, listen to them all. Big fans. You know, they're like, uh, yeah, you want a beer? Like so, I'm like, I was gonna order a Sprite. I'm like, ah, what the hell? Saturday night, I'll have a beer. It won't kill me. But you know me, you know, I probably had about fourteen. I, do know you. I had about fourteen of them. You know, like, it just started. That's, but to be honest, thing, I when, didn't when drink vodka, though. I didn't do anything hard, but I did drink that's about good. 12, 14
3: beers. Remember what Brian Burke said? Yeah. Beers, not drinking. That's what I it's thought. One of those things, right? You, you could have 14 beers and still do a show. Like, I, I don't want to tell people <laughs> my lifestyle, but I, I occasionally, on a regular basis, crush, like, 12 four, four, Like 14 and still, beers for you. And I can still do a radio show. 14 yeah, beers nothing, for you is, nothing. like,
2: four beers for a
3: casual person. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a, it's like an ongoing thing. But I thing, hate to right? admit too. For a
2: while, you and I are the same yeah. and that's the thing. We have uh, it's not something to be proud of, you know. I'd rather like no, it's be not. Able, no, it's yeah, not. I'd rather be able to get all I'd rather be able it. to run
3: a marathon than drink 24 beers.
2: But that's the thing, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, you and I we've done it. So it's not like it's hypothetical, but I could drink 18 beers and do whatever I need to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's well, not I mean, easily, yeah, easily, yeah. Like it, other people would be like, no, no, you kids. Like trust me, trust me. Like me and Cam have drank like sixty eight beers and done shows and and rolled, out, you know, and just all right, let's go. It's beer, right? It's like Brian Burke said, it's not drinking. The only thing I'll be honest with you, when I woke up in the morning, I wasn't hungover. I was just tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? I sort of felt that beer tired. I was like, oh, I just want to take a nap, but I had no headache or anything. That's what beer, yeah. Like I had no, it and the, and you know yeah. what it was too, Cam, because. Wasn't drinking any crap draft or any of that. Listen, whether you exactly. love Heineken or not, at least it's a premium beer. A Heineken out of a bottle. You know what I mean?
3: I'm going to tell you a story, Gabe. And, and, and a lot of the restaurants, it's not just from watching Bar Rescue. It's from being experienced. Yeah, like you drink old Schlitz. I, I, you drink I, I, a I, can I, of old Schlitz. You drink I, oh,
2: 24 yeah. old Schlitz. You're going to feel like shit in the morning.
6: <laughs>
3: oh, of course you are. And also draft beer. You don't know if the, if the guy's cheap and he cleans his lines, right? Like I've also had. Exactly. like, I've, I've done. I've done. I've done shows, where usually I can have like 12 bottles of beer and just laugh, nothing. Like you don't even, Gabe. You've looked at me like I've been dr- drunk, You're like, wow, you're stone cold sober. But I'm, I've had like four or five pints of the draft, and it messes you up the way it's other than like stomach ache. do. It yeah, It, it you know messes what what? Oh, not just yeah. It, r- it rips. It rips at my stomach. My head's pounding. You don't know. This guy might have not cleaned his lines. He might be some tight ass, right? Going, oh, I want to. I don't need to call in Charlie this month. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry. And all that stuff is in that line. Oh my god! Why do you think people draft beers? A whole different ball game. Bottle. I stick the yeah, bottles. I don't drink draft. Fine. Yeah. That's that's drinking tip. Yeah. Draft beers tough.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I Very don't. Tough. I don't drink uh, the draft. Draft beers.
3: That uh, leads to disaster. Well, Marentsi. It's crazy. I got, so I get this phone call today. You know how me and you, we kind of like dodge a lot of people in our lives because we, we're busy and we don't have time to deal with them. But I can't shake this new guy. It's a 011 area code. It's from London. And he's left some really threatening message about like, I'm being sued now. I don't even know what I've done. Like, I don't know what I owe or what I've done. And, like, I've got I, those. I'm trying to think about like, it's not it's not the phone company anymore. You because know what it is. It's just kind of like, hey, Mr. Stewart, let's settle. Because you I and I. A, the guy says I'm being named in a lawsuit. Yeah, it's because you
2: and I, yeah. we don't, if you never answer the phone, eventually. Like there are claims and stuff, right?
3: Yeah, that's it what happened it says, to me. You're like part of a claim now.
2: I got informed <laughs> once. Basically, I was like, "What?" And it was like basically like, "Listen, you never showed up. You lost." <laughs> like that was the gist of it. It was like, "How much?" And I know, I don't know. I didn't hear back from them, but it also could be a scam, right? You know, it could be a scam. That's the whole thing. That's actually just going to be my sort of answer whenever the, the walls come crashing down. I don't know. I thought you guys were telemarketers scamming me. <laughs>
3: Exactly, <laughs> like right. said, great, and that's a great answer. Yeah. That's
2: a great answer. Because you know, I got it the other day, Cam.
3: I got, this?
2: I got yeah. it. I, he's, it's a, it's a scam. You're not being named in a lawsuit. He's trying to freak you out. Uh, I, I
3: agree. I you know what. Yeah. I'm just going to ignore it as much as I do. But they've really upped their game, dude. I got an, an email, email the other from day, like minor threats to like almost killing.
2: I got an email <laughs> the other day, and, and they tried to make it look official, but it was very ghettily done. Yeah, and supposedly it was from my bank. <laughs> And it basically said, uh, your bank account's been frozen. And I've always expected that anyways, right? Every time I log in, I'm always like, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, uh, I'm like, uh, so I look at this. I'm like, this is, yeah. I started chuckling right away. But it's funny. It said, your account is frozen. Urgent, urgent. To, to deal with this, click this link. And man, it was like they didn't even write Royal Bank like properly. You know what I mean? Like it was in like different pastel (laughs) colors and stuff. It's like, you guys didn't even get the logo of the company. (laughs) Yeah, but I was impressed. Like they knew the (laughs) bank and they knew my name and stuff. Like they're getting better at this stuff, Ken, in the sense that, you know, before it used to just sort of get, hey, I'm a Nigerian prince, you know, in an email, send, send me money or whatever. But now, now like they're able to know your names and, Basically, that's how Hillary Clinton's emails got ripped off. They just clicked the link in an email. Like, you can open the email. So I opened the email, and I was going to reply F off, but I figured, no, no, don't reply, because then they're just going to have me in their chain or something like that. Exactly. But I never clicked the link. That's the thing, guys. Never click one of these links, ever. I'll tell you a story. We're going to take a break, but I'll tell you a story on the other side. I just heard this in Vancouver. Where uh, someone got fleeced for five thousand dollars in Bitcoin Ooh. because they were threatened anonymously. Red Heat and Rage Game Time Decisions Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll take some phone calls later, but uh, Babana will join us in the five o'clock hour. More picks coming up. game time decisions red heat and rage i am gabriel morency alongside uh cam stewart we will be alongside uh, each other next week actually at some point
3: well yeah i was gonna ask you so i know you're making the album are you playing concerts too like are you do you have gigs no oh okay because Lisa wanted to we wanted to come see Homicide and uh when you were in Kitchener we were going to come to your show but at, uh, I thought you were I thought you were playing a gig but it's uh it's the album okay I, I get what's going on now no we're playing gigs and putting an album together
2: no 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 we're recording um we're uh, well, we're gonna do this show too so it's gonna be it's crazy it's around the clock man it never ends um <laughs> uh, it's not even funny anymore um even Craig uh, Carton, it's like even today, point. Craig Carton looked yeah. over to me because he heard my schedule. They're like, "All oh, right, Gabe will be on later." And he looked over, yeah. And, and yeah, and Carton's been in the industry a long time. He said, "I don't know if I've ever seen anyone like you." He goes, "Man," he goes, "You came here to work, didn't you?" Like he was like, <laughs> Carton was freaked out even. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I'm not on Carton and uh, Carton and Friends next week, right? Because um, well, I don't know, I'll be there, but so. I told Carton I'm a hardcore. I said, "Listen, if you want, I'll Skype in, do a hit or whatever." He's like, "No, no, yeah, I don't yeah. do Skype." So like, Carton doesn't do. Carton's funny. He doesn't do Skype, and he doesn't like phone guests, All <laughs> right. So uh, I like his style, though. I, I get it. He's like, if you're a guest, you're in the studio, or if you're not on the show. Right? You know, that's the way it is. Unless you're yeah, someone that's, big.
3: That's what. That's yep. Unless you're someone that's what big. Oakley said to me,
2: "Yeah, Oakley's that's the same way, right? Me, Gabe, yeah, that's it, right. He won't he let is, you do yeah, the yeah, phone gonna, hit, it, right? Yeah, he won't let you but, do it.
3: Yeah, it's an old school thing." Why do you think I bought another board? Like I I have a Toronto location and I have another location. Like I have two locations. Exactly. Why does he care so much have. if the you just call in? That's what I'm it. saying. But you know what he does? He loves the sound. Like the sound of the studio mics. When you listen to the shows on phone compared, it's better. Like that's what Carter said. Day, too. He goes, no, me no, 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 never sounds yeah. good.
2: Never sounds good. I don't want to do that. So
3: yeah, you will cut me slack when I'm in Vegas or like you know what I mean. Like this week we've had unfortunate circumstances that w- that we've been dealing with me and my girlfriend. So he's cool that way. But if there's any way I can make it to the studio? He goes, you're, "You, you got to do it in the studio." I don't care, but he said the same thing: no Skype, no calls. Studio, be there. I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, so, that's, the, that's the way these old school guys like it.
2: Yeah, so I was, I was going to, but um, uh, Carton's like, no, no, no. And he's like, if you're off, you're off, and basically he goes, uh, just you call. Did, you- you deserve a little bit of
3: time too, man. That's well, I'll still be doing, like, doing you're our still show. I'm still going to be day. doing the afternoon show. I know exactly, and the night show that you do. So, like, imagine doing that. So, so you're going to do a morning show, get together with the band between, then do our show. What? Grab a little bite to eat, do a night show, and then do a morning show. Like, that's insane. It, no, like, as it like, is even now, even robot's going to get tired after that.
2: As it is now, um, we're going to um, we're going to wake up in the morning and then jam all day, leading up to four o'clock to our show. You know, squeeze in a little yep. jam, and we're at a house. Supposedly, I don't know. I was told we can go all night, but I doubt that in Kitchener. I'm sure it echoes. But supposedly, there's a studio where we can go all night if we need to. So, yeah, what we're doing is we're only going to be in the studio Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but we need to rehearse. You know, we're going into, you know, Metalwork Studios, so we got we to gotta be ready. So, basically, we're all going to be living in that house or at least rehearsing in that house, because there's no way I'm staying with four dudes for, like, eight days in a row. Like, <laughs> you know I've been on the road for, like, a month now, Ken. I know. I know. It's
3: crazy, man. And the difference between me, when I, when I was doing the Journey of the Cup, and I was doing my like, it mother, was basically
2: 52 days, My mother I was in a nice hotel. You're, you're, you're staying with dudes. Yeah, no, exactly. At least you had nice hotels. I did briefly. Oh, yeah. You have no idea. People... People think I'm, like, hanging out with Jay-Z and Alicia Keys down here or something like that. You're yeah, sadly not, mistaken. Not true. Not true. I ate at a Taco Bell four days in a row on the side of the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> I actually had chest pains. Like, I was wondering. I'm like, why do I feel like? Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I think something's wrong with me. I was like, of course. I come here now something's wrong. No, nah, the only thing that was wrong was me eating Taco Bell every day. Um, day. I've eaten, like, a lot of bad pizza, but... Yeah, hotels, transportation, everything else in between. It's been a living hell, Cam. I've walked like 18 million miles up and down, you name it. It's, it's, been, uh, it's been quite an experience, but things will, will settle down. But so, yeah, we're going to be in the house with these guys all week. And um, we'll be rehearsing and getting everything ready. And then next Friday, Saturday, we're in the Saturday and Sunday. Three days, we're in the studio. And uh, we're going to do as much as we can, but we got to get the drummer and the bassist done. You know, any like so I, it's not really a rush. It's not like, oh, I got to write every lyric and everything. But we got to get the foundation down because these guys don't live around. Like, our guitarist will show up at any time. Like, this guy, like, he wants us to, you know, drop our lives and do this only. The other guys are busy, like me. So they're, they've got three days, you know, in the studio. They, you know, they gave us eight days of their life. It is what it is. We got to do it. And instead of forcing it and, like, you know, we waited 24 years since our last record. I think we can wait another couple of months. Like if we get most of like the foundation done and then we sprinkle on like the, you know, the guitar solos and everything else, instead of having to rush, you know, we'll see how fast we can get it done. But, um, we look forward to it and, um, I've got the stress. I got to get the stuff out of the condo there. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, Ken.
3: Not to, me yeah if you need me to if you need anything for me to to, to do I can come over uh, to the old studio and help if you if you need that stuff so anyway it's all good we'll be in touch with each other anyway because I don't know if you want to do I know you're gonna be outside. I'm gonna of need town you in Kitchener but if you want to do the if you want to do the show a couple days from my house it's open but we'll, we'll figure something out
2: yeah and I'll be in, I'll be stuck in Kitchener yeah we'll do we we'll got to do one show at yeah, least yeah. we'll figure something out but um, yeah. I got all those bags of clothes, sports clothes and stuff I want to give to charity. So, I got to get them to charity. Maybe if you could drop them off. Um, yeah, I could do that for sure. All right. Uh, so, um, let's go to Chicago. Julio asked about college football. And I actually have a bunch of college football picks that I played. I can grab them. I put them where the hell are they? are in my jacket. All right. I'll, I'll get them out here. I can tell you guys what I played. Julio. Listen to Julio's smooth pipes, Cam. Listen to this guy's uh, voice. Yeah. This is why this. So this why I listen to this voice. What's up, Julio? Yeah.
5: Hey, you're making me blush, Gabe. Uh, you know, as a play-by-play, guy, oh, I, I bumped up
2: your voice. I, I made you. I was like, listen to this guy's voice, and you got crappy cell phone connection today. So we <laughs> hold on, hold on, we, we hold can't hold tell. On. Yesterday it sounded
5: great. I had my headphones on. I'm in Chicago traffic.
2: Oh, see, that's already better. better. Yeah. Very radio voices. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you know know me, Julio. That's my pet peeve. I hate headsets.
5: No, I know, I know. Sorry, I was in traffic. (laughs) But, uh, hey, I'm a... You know, being a play by play guy and uh, working in Chicago radio, I'm also a Lyft driver. So I, I understand the grind, Gabe and Cam, what you guys go through on a constant basis. It's not uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous yet, but it's a grind to get to the top. So I respect you guys a lot.
3: I appreciate that. You know, well, we love what
5: we Thanks, do. Really right. no,
3: Gabe, Gabe, grinds, Gabe, I'll say you grind b- bigger than anybody, They're Like, I work, but you, you take it up a notch. Like, I told you, you're, you're cyborg. Like, well, this, this notch day, has been
2: raised now. Honestly, without exaggeration, like, we're doing 18-hour days. 18 like, you know, I sleep I sleep about four. I'm sleeping four hours a night. Like, I go to bed at 2. I wake up at 6. Um, you know, I'm on, basically. You know, it's just it's, it's the commuting, though, that's killing me right now. It's not the shows. The shows, it's whatever, fun. It's like the, like I said, I've been on the side of the road in North Bergen, Union City, Jersey. I have to have this chick pick me up and then take me to a ferry. And then I got to take this and that. And, like, everything's just a freaking production. Once I get settled in, I'm going to shave off hours a day in travel and yeah. garbage that I've been dealing with. And uh, I've got one more night tonight to deal with it. And even tonight, like, um, I got problems. Like, right now, I was supposed to do the jerk off. We'll get to college football. I'll tell Cam the story after. Sorry, Julio. I got no, no rambling, worries, no rambling about my problems here. All right, go ahead, Julio. What what do you want to talk about?
5: No no, no worries. Uh, Indiana against Ball State. Ball State defensively were able to cover that 30 some point spread. I think they're 15 and a half. not sure if it's a trap or not. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. And any games that you think that uh, the cover looks out of the score, like last week, for example, Oregon against Portland State, 81 points at close. I took the under. Had to sweat the final 10 minutes of that game. But any lines that you see, like, again, that was an 81-point game at the close. I took the under. What was I the total? That was ridiculous.
2: <laughs> what was the total? Uh,
5: that was, was the total. The total was 81 points. Oh, it
2: was 81. Yet to say, <laughs> that's crazy. Wow.
5: Hey, hold on, Kevin. No, you know, answer. I mean, no, no, no. no the, 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 the final score, I think it was uh, 60-something. Or it, it was like within a 15-point margin, but it, the, when i bet the game i bet the under 81 points i thought uh, there's no way oregon's gonna i know oregon's gonna what portland State fast, but no way are they going to get over 81 points is there a game you look at this week and you look at either the over or a certain point spread and think that's that's too ridiculous not to bet against well i'll
2: start off with the ball state game and you know they—they they gave it their all last week against Notre Dame. So you could say to yourself, "Well, it's kind—it's of, kind of a flat spot now. It's kind of a letdown, but it really isn't." Playing against um, Indiana, they, these kids are gonna yeah. be fired up for it. You know they—they they got overlooked, didn't get recruited there, etc. I like the 15 there. I don't have a problem with it, but I'll just tell you what I played instead of like forcing picks in games I didn't play. But starting off in the morning, you got Hawaii and Army. It's a really bad time for Hawaii, like, as far as the schedule. I mean, it's like 6 in the morning for their body clock. But nevertheless, you look at Hawaii, they haven't scored less than 45 points in a game this year. Every game's gone over the number. All we need is 62. Uh, Hawaii will score. I don't care what type it is. The kids will be fine. And Army will be able to score in Hawaii. So I went over the 62. I don't see how Syracuse and Florida State isn't a track meet. I mean, this game... To win this game, you're probably like going to have to score 45 points, maybe 50, at least 45. And the total is only 68. It's high. It feels high, uh, but I think it gets there, Julio. I'm all about the overs this week. I look at uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State, 55 and a half. Uh, and I know Iowa State will be a trendy pick with the hipsters at 17 and a half. But I'll just go over. I'll just go over uh, the the 55 and a half there. My upset special of the week, I like um, I like Boise State. I've been calling it all summer. I said that Boise State's going to go into Stillwater and, and win this game, and I think they actually will. I've bought in. I'll yeah, just...
5: Boise plus, plus. I took Boise plus three uh, at, the, at the start of the week.
2: Good call, good call. I'm starting to buy in on LSU. I think LSU have a ton of talent. I've always thought Auburn are a little bit overrated, and this Joe Burrow kid. I think the quarterback is the real deal. But I'll tell you what, Cam and and Julio, I was at the FanDuel Sportsbook last Saturday, and on the way out, man, everybody, and like, I got into it with the college football guys on the show, and they were bashing Herm Edwards and Herm Edwards this, and what a big joke Herm Edwards is coaching in college. Yeah. No, joke. I, no said, joke. I said, who the hell's Mark no Antonio? I said, who's Mark Antonio? Yeah. They were like, oh, because it's a big coaching mismatch. Why? What, against a guy to coach in the NFL and played in the NFL? NFL? Exactly. So, like Herm, Herm, oh, yeah, Herm Edwards gets it done. But now Arizona State are favored on the road at San Diego I State. Agree. I was surprised to Diego see State. this. This is the upset here, Julio. San Diego State wins this game outright money line. Aztecs.
5: Well, if people listened last week, you called uh, Kentucky to end that streak outright against uh, Florida. So I think people should listen. That that's going to be a really good game. I right, I agree with you there. That should be an exciting one out west.
2: Yeah, you know San Diego hey, State. They beat Stanford last year. You got a quick- What's that game? Yep.
3: You got an opinion on Rutgers in Kansas? I'm listening I can't wait for that uh, one. <laughs> Rutgers in Kansas, right in your backyard versus the the Jayhawks. What a what a
2: game. No, it's not a game <laughs> it's in Kansas though, right? Yeah, yeah. Kansas is favored by three, I think. It's in Kansas though. Um I don't know. I was yeah. wrong. What do you think, Cool? I was wrong about this game last, last week. I didn't think that... Yeah, uh I took the chip. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I took the chip. Pretty pathetic, the Cam. The oh, Central I mean, Michigan lost to Kansas. 46 consecutive games oh, Kansas they small, had they- lost to uh, FBS teams.
5: And, and then again, Rutgers had a pitiful performance offensively. They couldn't even muster uh, 17 points against Ohio State, given Ohio State's... Uh, uh, defense in that second half. So I wouldn't. That's I think Rutgers. Where I wouldn't be surprised if the overheads.
2: I would take Rutgers, but it's Rutgers, Kansas. So you get what you deserve, right? It's like betting the Coastal Carolina <laughs> OD game. <laughs>
5: Last night. Yeah, I'd I stay away from that one. You guys take care. Have a good weekend, and I'll listen Saturday game with your show. Uh, hey, always a pleasure. with Joe and the rest.
2: Always a pleasure, Julio. We'll, we'll, Thanks, Julio. We'll give some more college. Hey, look out,
5: for the, look, look, out, look out for those Cougars this year. They're getting a, a lot of good recruits, including one guy who – Took care of the Ball brothers out west. Uh, watch out, college troops. Uh, I see the I see the Cougars covering at least a couple of games. A couple, not many, but a couple. I
2: like it. Well, we're going to be keeping an eye on it for sure. Stay safe, Julio. It's always a pleasure, my man, Julio, in Chicago. And speaking of the Cougars, I'm glad he brought that up. I actually like the Houston Cougars against Texas Tech. I don't understand this line, Cam. You've got you know Houston Cougars have looked really good so far this year. And you have Texas Tech who got run out of the, the stadium when they played Old Miss. And we know, man, Kings, Kingsbury, man, he's going to get canned. Texas, he sucks. Yeah, Texas Tech or nothing. And Houston are only minus one and a half. Give me the Houston Cougars to beat Texas Tech.
3: We're reading each other's mail. I like Houston. They've been really, really good this year. Despite that first half against Rice, the rest of their performance game all season long, they're really, you saw what they did to Arizona. They kicked their ass. Not just won the game, they kicked Arizona's ass. I'm with you on San Diego State. The shoe falls off for Arizona State. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I love what Herm Edwards is doing with the Sun Devils, but now on the road, and we're getting uh, five points, I'm taking San Diego State plus the points and money line. I'm still on Syracuse, Marenzi. I like where you're going with that over, but I believe in Syracuse. In this spot against Florida State, statement win, and I lean to Army. And I know you like the over in that game. I would take Army and the over against Hawaii. It's going to be very, very tough for the Rainbow Warriors going into that spot at that time. And uh, yeah, I have leaned to Rutgers as well. Very different playing Kansas than Ohio State, buddy. That's a whole different ball game. But we're reading each other's mail, though. I love your call with the San Diego State money line play. I love it.
2: Yeah, you know, you look at LSU, and I appreciate that. You look at LSU, Cam. LSU and Auburn. Um, LSU beat Auburn last year. I know it's a revenge spot. The whole thing is, they are. Um, I think Auburn are just a little bit slightly overrated by the national media. We saw the Washington Huskies, a team for the Pac-12, have to try. They should have won that country. game. Exactly. Yep. They you know they
3: Washington screwed up that game. They with did. The play calling gave the mistake that they made in the red zone. Let's call it out for what it is. There were there were points in that game other than the first couple drives. Auburn got smoked by Washington took tempo. They controlled the game. Ever since the first quarter, they dominated that game. They had horrible red zone offense. They had bad play calling when it mattered inside the 10-yard line, and that was a heartbreaking loss for the Huskies. They should have won that game. I'm with you. I hope people keep on pumping Auburn. I would love to get LSU at 11 points in that game, and I'll pull the trigger big time. Hey, these guys smoked Miami, Gabe. LSU, they can play with Auburn. They still have the athletes. It looks like they're coming around. I'm going to take the points as well.
2: Well, LSU have had the same caliber of athlete as, as Alabama has, they, they really yep, do. For sure. It's just they haven't had the quarterback play. And they've had, they haven't had they have had the quality coaching. Now, Ed Orgeron, now, you know, I don't know if he's the greatest coach in the world, but the kids do like him. And they have a ton of talent. Now they have a quarterback and this Joe Burrow kid that transfers over from Ohio State. And the difference that he makes, it's such a massive difference, Cam. Like, you know, you can just tell. And, you know, they're such a talented team. And you can tell the kids on the team have more of a swagger now suddenly because they're like, hey, man, we got a quarterback. We can actually win games. Babano, Ian Cameron, he was never a quarterback, but he can help you win games nevertheless. (laughs) RightWager.com's Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, joins us. We'll, We'll take some more phone calls a little bit later on.
1: fantasy sports radio network game time, game time decisions
2: game time decisions red heat and rage radio fantasy sports radio network i am Gabe morency We'll talk some DFS, football, a little bit later on in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll take a look at uh, all the prices, injury updates. FanDuel Sportsbook actually has posted a number for that Packer game. Uh, They made the Vikings uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites, which uh, would be be a very nice number to get if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, Cam. Two-and-a-half, because the Westgate, the Super Contest, I don't know if you saw, but They've got the the number listed at uh, Vikings minus seven, Vikings minus which I i don't know. Everyone's going to take the Packers probably in the contest. I'm not, even though yep. whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I'm but not, catching, I, but I'm the not thing is, it. I don't think we're going to know. Like, I, you know, I don't have to get my picks in until sa- early Saturday morning in the Super Contest. So I'm going to hold out and see. Like, if, if Aaron Rodgers plays, it's hard not to take seven with the Packers, even though I think the Vikings could crush them. But... I like you. You talked about it earlier. You said you like the Packers no matter what, no matter who's playing. You like the Vikings to beat the Packers no matter who's playing. Yeah. And honestly, Correct. it'd be better if Aaron Rodgers played because if it is Kaiser, it will be like six, seven points. Uh, you know, maybe that's a little high. The Super Contest made it seven. I'm thinking it'd be six, five and a half, six type of thing. Yeah. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers play and the Packers be favored by two, and then we could crush uh, take the Vikings. But let's bring in uh, Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Uh, Right now, his CFL plays are still up at SportsMemo.com through the CFL season, Uh, but uh, starting October 1st, he joins Donnie Rightside and Big Man on Campus over at RightWager.com as uh, their hockey guru and more. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, joins us. What's up, Babano?
6: Hey guys, good to be with you. I mean, uh, the work's done for the week. You, you know, you just put in a lot of hours researching, handicapping a full NFL card, a full college football card. Now all you can do is sit back and watch the results come in, and hope that all the time you put in yields the profits you hope for.
2: Uh, that's a solid. Uh, that's a solid intro, Babano. Uh, you know what? That's the first. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Aw- nothing. Yeah. Nothing awkward about it. <laughs> See, like I told he Babano, you got to stop too. with the jokes <laughs> off the top. Like, they fall flat, and it throws us all off. And he heeded he my advice. He came out all business. Uh, well done, Babano.
6: Yeah, you can't be a goofball every week. you got to be serious sometimes. Yeah, yeah
3: Friday your, Fridays your serious
6: day. It's game day. Uh,
3: I, I'm a, I, Brancy knows I'm a goofball every day, but that's, uh, that's my role
6: there, Babano. I can't help and, it. And you thrive even. in it, Cam, so don't change. Please, don't change.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
2: can't, I can't thrive not being a goofball, so. All right, let's quickly on college, and we'll get into the NFL, uh, Babano. Um, Starting off with college uh, football, we were just talking about some of the bigger games. You got Florida State and Syracuse. I like the over in that game. You got LSU and Auburn, big game there in the SEC. And, you know, I like what I saw from, and I'm not one of these guys that takes everything from one game, but hell, college, they only play 12 games. And I was just telling Cam, you know, you look at LSU, where did Odell Beckham go? LSU. Where did Trey White go right now? Buffalo Bill cornerback, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. LSU. Like, LSU have NFL-caliber players and elite players. Like, LSU have better talent than probably, like, all but maybe, like, you know, seven to ten college football teams. They've just never had a quarterback, you know, since Jamarcus Russell was there. And, you know, they won when Jamarcus Russell was there. Like, when they have a quarterback, they've, they've won. I think Joe Burrow might be that quarterback. He's, he's got that ick factor. He's a massive upgrade on what LSU have had in the past. And LSU's always sort of been in a boxing match with one hand tied behind their back. Now I think they can actually trade because they got a quarterback that can make plays. I you know I think Auburn's a little overrated, but Ben. I'm taking LSU plus the
6: 10.5. Yeah, I don't love it, uh, but I like it enough to bet it's a little bit LSU plus 10.5 uh, in this game. I think their defense is really good now I know Miami's offense in the very first game of the season and the now called Malik Rozier was an issue for Miami last year he was an issue in that game just didn't get good quarterback play but the LSU defense just repeatedly got in the backfield repeatedly pushed the Miami O-line back and, and Auburn the one maybe little weakness they have is their O-line I mean we're going to see it get tested here by this LSU team the question is can Joe Burrow on the road you know down there in Auburn uh, manage the game, not make mistakes, and do enough to move the football, rely on that running back who's been tremendous so far for LSU, be a balanced offense. And you look last year, close game between these two teams, Orgeron and Malzahn. It was right down to the wire. So I like Auburn a lot. I really like their defense. I like Jared Stidham, but the number's just a bit too high to me in this game.
3: Babano, I want to talk to you about uh, Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh, a game that we haven't touched on, 12:30 Eastern start there. I was looking at Georgia Tech, and, man, so- South Florida, absolutely, man, they piled on the points, and Georgia Tech got theirs. It seems like uh, I know they're having the total because of the option, but 54-and-a-half seems low. We saw what Penn State did to Pitt in that monsoon type of game, but I'm kind of leaning home-dogging over with the Pitt Panthers, not very impressed with the Georgia Tech defense. I've been watching them, and they get shredded. What do you think about this game?
2: That game pissed yeah, me man. off. Last week, Pitt. God, that, that sure was that was off too, buddy. That was a disgrace. I tell you, oh, I, was, ra- I was, was raging. It was a disgrace. It was closer than it indicated, right? Like it was actually close, man. Yeah, to, to a pit. You saw, you know, the turning point was. I was watching it. The turning point was stupid pit when they went for it. They should have kicked the field goal early. They went for it. It gave Penn State momentum, and it just you guys it were did. in the game. Just take the that three coaching. points, man. They got desperate. It was like it reeked of desperation going for that touchdown. I didn't like it, and sure did. They, I You know. Like the, maybe they would have gotten blown out, but they weren't getting blown out until that happened. And it was almost right after that the wheels fell off. Um, Babano sort of go, uh, you know, sort of cut you off. Go, go with Pitt here. No, they could beat Georgia Tech, though. I guess they, they can. can do you think Tech. they back, back? Babano, I'm, I'm shell shocked and gun shy. I'm not taking it. But what do you think?
6: Well, the great, our late great friend Dave Malinsky always said, "The play is the thing." And what he was always referring to was that one play in a football game that if it didn't happen that way, could have been a completely different result. And we had one of those things in that Penn State-Pittsburgh game. I mean, Pittsburgh's moving the ball like a hot knife through butter the entire first half if you watch that game against Penn State on the ground. They were running the ball right down Penn State's throat. And then all of a sudden, there's a situation where uh, Penn State, you know, gets that late touchdown late in the first half, goes up 14-6, to and it's a situation where it completely killed the momentum for Pitt. Pitt should have been up at halftime. Yeah. They're down eight. They, they give up that yeah, late right. touchdown, and then they just collapse mentally after that. They were a defeated football team coming out of halftime. They knew they should have been up in that game, and they weren't, and Penn State took over after a sleepwalk first half. That being said, i got to give Pitt one more chance to maybe make up amends for that. I don't want Georgia State. Georgia Tech's defense from what I saw last week. Pitt can run it. Uh, they need a better from Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was horrible throwing the football. That passing game with him leading it has to improve, but maybe it can against this Georgia Tech defense at home. I like Pitt a little. here. I love it, but again, I'd take Pitt. I'd take another chance on them.
3: <laughs>
6: That's
2: all it took, Ken.
3: That's it. You're in. No, I'm, all, I'm already on it. Again, we know we, we we talk about this from week to week, buddy. That, that was the score is not indicative and i watch all of georgia tech's games this year their defense man like south florida was carving them up their special teams was awful that south florida kick returner i know he's a u.s olympian he is like he's actually one of the fastest guys in the world but he had two kickbacks for touchdowns i got i see a lot of holes with georgia tech i know paul johnson oh this this genius uh, of the triple option well i think georgia tech has a lot of holes i think pitt get getting three and a half four points is i, I like them outright so anyway I'm, i with that what else do you like moretzi
2: um, how about the USC Texas game. That's it. We we didn't get that game. game. High profile game. game. We'll send it to Babano. What what do you think of the Texas game, Babano?
6: I took a, again. It's not a play of mine this week, but I I think minus three if you can get that. It was just three earlier this week. It's three and a half now. I'd still go to. I'd still go with Texas. I mean, I think we need to see more from J T Daniels. He didn't look comfortable in his first road start. Uh, at Stanford last week, it uh, got banged up in that football game as well. Now you got to go on the road, face Texas. The question is, is Texas any good? Uh, because this has been a very, very lackluster start for Tom Herman's team. They were supposed to take a step forward. They lose to Maryland. They just a uh, very mediocre performance against Tulsa uh, last time out for this. They're not Texas living team. up to the
2: expectations or hype.
6: And they got quarterback issues quarterback. too. I mean, Tom Herman can't find a guy he can count on right now. Sam Ellinger has been inconsistent. Uh, They might go to the backup a little bit in this game, much like they did last week. There's a lot of issues with Texas too. That being said, I'll take Texas at home. I got to see Daniels play a lot better on the road before I can endorse the Trojans here in this spot. Uh, He'll be good in time. I think he really will. He's got that talent. He's got that ceiling. I think it's going to be a tough ask, though, to go into town. Texas has this game circled. You know, you lose in double overtime at the Coliseum last year. Tough loss. Could have won that. Maybe should have won that. I think Texas might be looking to make amends, and I think they can here.
2: I think they can as well. It just sucks that they're favored, considering how bad they are. I know exactly they would have been nicer to pick them but yeah now we got to lay three points that sucks i like uh boise state to beat oklahoma state i've been calling that all summer i'm not going to abandon that i think uh boise state have the potential to run the table this year what do you think babano
6: this this is their game this is their circled game this is the game they keyed in on uh right from the beginning of i'm sure spring uh practices uh earlier this year and fall camp i'm sure they've t- t- targeted this game circled it and we'll see what Boise State's made of. Here's what the issue with Boise State. And I think they're going to win this game, too. And I'm on Boise State as well. Here's my one concern. Okay, you looked incredibly impressive these first two games uh, so far. No question. Troy's completely rebuilding the first opponent they beat. UConn is a disaster. It's an absolute dumpster fire. Now, they crushed both of those teams. That's the good news. There's going to be a whole different type of test here for Boise State in Stillwater water against Oklahoma state. The good news for Boise state, they get some key cogs back. They get David Moa back. If you've watched Boise state play football, He's been an amazing terror on the defensive side of the football for Boise State. He didn't play, hasn't played yet this season. He's backed the defensive tackle, David Mola, for this game. He could be a difference maker uh, for that Boise State defense here in this game. And I'm going to have to see Taylor Cornelia step it up a little bit, the new quarterback taking over for Mason Rudolph at OK State. You know, he's had to face a pretty light schedule so far. We'll see how he can handle this strong, tough Boise defense. And I think that could be the difference in this game, guys. You've got a senior quarterback in Brett Rippin. Taylor Cornelius is still trying to get his feet wet here as the new starter at Oakey State. I think Rippin in a close game might make that one extra play to put his team over the top.
3: Hey, Babano, we haven't talked about this game, uh, Ohio State and TCU. Also, let's note the neutral field, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Uh, Ohio State laying 12-and-a-half, and they go into Texas to play TCU. Should be interesting. Should be a very, very interesting game here, total fifty-eight and a half. What do you think about the Buckeyes? Do you think they rip them apart, or do you
6: like the Horn Frogs? I'm not ready to lay doubles with Ohio State here. I know they've been impressive uh, offensively. Haskins has looked uh, like he's fit this offense extremely well. But defensively, they've given up big plays. They have. I mean, and if two opponents leave a lot to be desired. Oregon State is a the worst team in the Pac-12 by far. A complete rebuilding job is going on there. And then Rutgers, you always beat Rutgers fifty to nothing or fifty-six nothing or whatever it is. So what's the big shock there? Uh, this is going to be a step up here for Ohio State now against TCU. And obviously from a location perspective, going to be closer to a, t- a TCU of a home game than Ohio State, even though Ohio State I'm sure will travel. Sean Robinson didn't play well last week against SMU in the first half, but the weather was bad. It was pouring down rain in the first half. Once that second half rolled around, and I'm sure Gary Patterson lit into his team at halftime for that first half, it was a totally different TCU team against SMU from that point forward. Uh, I'd be leery of laying 13. If I am playing this game, I'm going to look at TCU plus points.
2: I'm concerned about uh, the game getting away from TCU. I wasn't very impressed last week. I I was on them last week against SMU. The quarterback can run a bit. The Robinson kid can run. He has a hard time throwing the football. The lack of Urban Meyer is somewhat of an issue. I mean, the guy's a big jerk-off, but he is a good coach. Thing is, he's able to prepare the team, Cam. I didn't know that. I, I knew this like the last couple of weeks, but at the time, I didn't realize that when he got suspended. Did you know that, Cam? He got suspended, but he's allowed to
3: coach them during the week. What's the point of the suspension? I yeah. think this whole thing is a joke. It's a pile and he, of he, shit. He's scoffing. He it is a pile. It's a steaming pile of shit. He gets three games. We were talking about him being fired. Let alone three games, and then you get to come back for the Big Ten schedule. Like this is nuts. Actually, I can't believe. And and he and he has the gall, the gall to complain and give attitude to people. This guy's lucky. Oh yeah, he gets to come back. Look at the cream puffs they play in the first three games too. It's an absolute joke. It's like they want Ohio State to win. But ban your
6: opinion. I agree because if this is if this is Sonny Dykes coaching Ohio State, he's gone. If this is Kugler, who's been who had been a disaster at UTEP these last few years, and he was coaching Ohio State in this situation, he'd be gone. If it was a poor coach, a horrible coach, he would have been gone. He would have been shown the door. Chris Polian, remember what he did at Nevada? He was a disaster there, uh, and they got rid of him. If he was coaching Ohio State and they were stinking the joint up. He'd be gone if he was in the same shoes as Urban Meyer here. So I agree. The only reason they're keeping him on it's is because he can because he can recruit, and because he knows he's always going to have Ohio State near the top at the top of the Big Ten every single season. It is a joke, and it's unfortunately a double standard. But I can't say I'm surprised.
2: Yeah, it's on Ohio State. I mean, if they, you know, like like you yeah. said, look, it's one thing to it's one thing to cop out <clears throat> with the suspension like they did, which they clearly did. But it's they another did. thing to suspend him, but tell him, like, I didn't realize this. I did it? Yeah. <laughs> you can prepare the team during the week. You just can't be on the field during the game day. So what? So, you so know, players. he prepares everything. He's and, still doing it. So, in other words, he's yep. probably calling at the half, right? Or he's joining them via Skype or something stupid. Like you said, the yep. whole thing's a sham and it's embarrassment. You figure that Ohio State would have a little bit more pride than this, Babano.
6: Obviously winning means most than anything else. Pride or dignity or doing the right thing. Uh that's obviously what matters most to some of these programs. And nothing I see shocks me anymore, to be honest. I hate saying that. I hate being, you know, mr. Rain on the everybody's parade and that, you know, decency can rule over anything else, but clearly that doesn't always happen and this is proof of it.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I was saying the that, other night with the Le'Veon Bell yep. stuff with Lou. In that uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we're classic, not classic rant with Lou. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not in like that's great that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah, in a Disney exactly. era where everything, you know, <laughs> everything's lovey-dovey.
3: <laughs> no, it's not. No no lovey-dovey. Lots of anger in the world there. I'll tell you. But, uh, but Bano, I was going to ask you, too, before we get into the NFL in the next segment, Washington and Utah, a game uh, that's going under the radar. The, the Huskies laying five. Uh, what do you think about uh, this game? Utah could be a very dangerous home dog.
6: Yeah. But you're not going to see me with Utah catching, what, uh, as a home underdog? They were six. It's down to five, so there's some Utah opinion out there. Just not going to see me betting against Utah as a home dog, in this, especially in conference play. We've seen Utah rise up in years past under Kyle Whittingham, beat teams like USC, beat teams like uh, UCLA, beat, uh, even beat Washington uh, before at home, and it's a very good defense. I mean, the one concern I got for Utah is I thought Tyler Huntley. All right, hold on, Babano. We'll be right back.
2: BetDSI celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. Great customer service, fast, easy payments, and winnings. Play virtually every sport over at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering at all major sporting events. Use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com. Offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Promo code FNTSY. Check out BetDSI.com. Head over and start winning today. And uh, if you want to play some fantasy uh, football, but uh, you don't want to deal uh, with the Dick Myers uh, of the world, um, go over to Fantasy Factor, fantasyfactor.com. It's the only DFS site with exclusive single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free pr- uh, promotions like a Survivor uh, Pool, Super Bowl Squares, March Madness Bracket Contest. Sign up today. Check out fantasyfactor.com. That's fantasyfactor.com. All right, Babano. So um, I'll let you close your thoughts on that Utah Ute game, and then we'll move on to the NFL. So uh, Utes, uh, Utes and uh, Huskies.
6: Yeah, just to close the thread on that game, uh, Tyler Huntley struggled against Northern Illinois last week. That offense didn't move the ball effectively. That's my one issue here. I think the under makes a ton of sense in this game. Unfortunately, unfortunately there's a run to that. This is where it is right now uh, 47 to be low scoring. I think Utah has the chance to hang around, though. I really, really do. I know Washington, you know, had a tough game against Auburn uh, that first game. Made a decent account for themselves, even though they didn't win it. And I know they really need a win out from this point on if they want to have any outside hope of the playoff. But I'm not selling this Utah team short, especially at home where that's a tough place to play. So I'm leaning Utes there plus the five and a half.
2: Hey Cam, I'm wondering about Banna. What are you you still on a borrowed phone? Are you on the what what you on the usual? Yeah, what end? happened to the what's, phone what's in what's the mail? On? Did it come with? Did it cut? Did it come with? a uh, crack speaker. They send you a cheaper phone. You notice Cam, there's something going on here. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's not a it doesn't it doesn't sound like a Samsung or what an happened?
2: iPhone. It sounds like a, a Russian phone. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what happened with the phone, Ben when did you get it? Like we you, you said oh it'll be midweek. Did it come on the Tuesday? Did it come on the Wednesday? When did it come?
6: Yeah it was a Tuesday uh last week All right, so, so I've had that's it for bad. a week and a bit now. So this yep, is the bad week in a bit. It's a Galaxy S nine Samsung. So Better work.
2: This is the S. This is the uh, the Uh replacement, or this is the new phone.
6: This is a brand new phone. Yeah, Uh, I I didn't get. I didn't get the same. uh, uh, The older model, a different version of the older model. I said it's time to get a new one. I cracked some heads at Bell, uh, and finally they did something (laughs) positive for me.
3: (laughs) Crack some heads. Yeah, I got an S3, babano So you're six uh, levels ahead of me there. Good stuff.
2: Pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we you can't be blamed for the connection. Stuff happens, right? <sighs> no, it's, gonna, it's true. Uh, you said it, buddy. It's going to happen. It. I've been there. Um, oh, we've all been there. All right, so uh, NFL football, Babano. I'm looking. I don't know. I don't know what game. What game you want to talk about? I mean, there's we can talk about any of the games. So you're the guest. So what game yeah. do you want to isolate? Which game do you want to share with us and uh, give us a win?
6: Uh, Philadelphia minus three uh, at Tampa Bay. Up to three this and a, a half. We're finally.
2: That's the whole thing. But you can yeah. still buy the half point on
6: yeah exactly i mean this is where ryan fitzpatrick falls back to earth uh, i mean i some people are thinking that this is he's re-found himself he's found a new version of himself i I don't buy that i mean give him credit for a tremendous performance he was tremendous in the pocket he made plays with his feet he was, it was tremendous throwing the deep ball you think jim schwartz in this tremendous philadelphia defense isn't going to watch that tape and figure out how to come up with a game plan with extra time as well being off since last thursday uh, to shut down Fitzpatrick uh, and look at this Tampa team from a defensive standpoint with the injuries. Vernon Hargraves is out. Brent Grimes is very, very questionable at best to play in this football game. That secondary is decimated. And Gerald McCoy's is great on the interior defensively for Tampa. Philadelphia is equally good in the interior with their offensive line. So I think he's going to get negated in this game. I think Nick Foles, as bad as the offense looked at times against Atlanta uh, last week, he can get things going, I think, against this Tampa defense. They're not good to begin with. They gave up 40 last week, and now they're banged up with cluster injuries in the secondary. All you're asking is the Eagles to win by, you know, for a little bit more than three, uh, and I think they can do it.
3: I can't disagree. The battle, yeah. I uh, thought Cam uh, I mean, all week. Doesn't, doesn't it feel weird, though? Doesn't it feel weird? Like, that's the problem. I always have this voice yes, in does. my head. Like, I would have made the Eagles four, like four and a half. Like, I would have made three. the Eagles six. Six, oh, five, wow. six. I, say,
6: I give Tampa Bay one of the lowest and weakest home field advantages in the NFL. Very weak. It's that's not a tough place to play in. They're seven and nine against the spread last two regular seasons at home. Tampa. But yeah, that's not. That's not the-, the.
2: That's not a. That's not a reflection on the city though. Like people love the Buccaneers. Like they're passionate. They're, it's a rowdy stadium. It's a great yep. stadium with that pirate ship. I always want to go there. Yeah, I got invited. Cannons. I party. I actually partied oh, with I a Buck it. fan uh, here in New York last week. He invited me down to a nice. game season ticket holder. But you know what it is, Babano It's Dirk Cutter. There's not a good football team. Jameis Winston. I I said yep. this in the off season, They're a better football team without Jameis Winston. But I agree with Babano oh Cam, and you know this too. It's what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He'll throw four touchdowns one week, and uh, he'll throw four interceptions the next week
6: have we seen any evidence of consistency and extended brilliance and extended success and extended strong play from Ryan Fitzpatrick at any point in his 10 plus year NFL career? We have not, we have not. So that, that's what I'm betting on right here.
3: Yeah, it's games like, it's games that last week to keep them uh, getting a steady paycheck, fellas. But anyway, let's talk about uh, the Saints and Browns. I've seen some varying lines and varying books. I'm seeing, I know it opened up uh, eight and a half. I'm seeing some tens out there. I'm seeing some nine and a half, nine even. Like, very a big line discrepancy from book to book on this game. On my book, it's uh, Saints 10 now, uh, to plus money. It's minus 10 plus 105. What do you guys think? Cleveland, a nice uh, fourth quarter performance to get that tie in Pittsburgh, and the Saints were absolutely brutal last week. Well, the defense was anyway 10 points seems like a lot buddy
6: it's a lot of points but it's a safe spot all the way uh, i mean if yeah. they're going to show you that there's still a force in this nfc uh and that last week was just a hey, one of those weeks where things didn't go well particularly on the defensive side this is going to be the week and i think they can make plays offensively here uh, against cleveland's defense and what can tyrod taylor do i mean you look at that team that was not a great offensive performance against,
2: against not not, not a great not a great uh, moment for samsung nine right now
3: yeah, I know. It's a Russian phone again. What's going on? It's a uh, and uh, H. By Bootleg Babano. <laughs>
6: I don't know. It's, uh, it sounds good on my end. I can hear you clearly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> please, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me you're using a headset, Babano,
6: or earpiece. Are you? No, of course not. Okay, no, good. Just got the phone right to my ear. No there you go. That's or anything. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't play that game. We don't yeah, play yeah, that. Yeah, we don't, don't like. Uh, no, no, no. no I, head, it, it really yeah, not that game here,
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know what it must be. Uh, I don't know. It must must be uh, the weather. It's Just weird. Yeah. Yeah. You cut in and out for a second, Babano, but.
3: Maybe it's windy.
2: As you were saying, Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints. You were saying the Saints Saints can make
3: plays.
6: (laughs) I think they will. I absolutely think they will. And there's a good stat. I mean, I think since the last 10 years or so, teams that are off a loss uh, as a double-digit favorite, next game they're 68% ATS, 21-10. That's pretty good. That's what the Saints fall into. I think they show up here. I don't trust Cleveland yet on the road. Plus five turnovers last week. They still don't win the football game. Uh, I don't love the Saints, but I'd lay the points before I take Cleveland.
2: You want my upset special, guys? The Miami Dolphins are going to beat the New York Jets, Cam.
3: Oh, I'm, I've already uh, clicked in. Got the, got the, got Miami plus three, buddy. I'm in, I'm in. You know things change week to week. Jets look brilliant. Miami also had to play that game through the delays, so they couldn't get in sync. But, hey, they held Mariota in check. A couple big picks in that game. The Dolphins' defense is actually a little bit underrated. You know Ryan Daniel is 8-1, Babano. Ryan Tannehill
2: is 8-1 and one his last nine starts. 8-1 and one straight up, not just against the spread. 8-1 and one straight up.
6: And he's getting plus three. And you know there's been some influence on the Jets actually opening three and a half in this game based on the performance against Detroit. But a lousy Detroit team. A Detroit team that, from what I've read, doesn't really get in along with the head coach early on in that tenure. So, got to be careful. Sam Darnold was impressive to shake off the pick six and play as good as he did after that. Uh, was tremendous, but now you're a favorite, yeah, and now you got to back it up on a short week after playing Monday night. I'm going to take the Jets' win on Monday night. I enjoyed it a lot, stick that money in my pocket. I didn't play this game, but uh, value equation, line value standpoint, probably a little bit on Miami here.
2: Let me ask you, Babano, but you really didn't stick the money in your pocket. You enjoyed the game, or no, you saw the digital number move on your screen.
5: <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> He's busted yeah. balls today.
2: No, Baban. no, I'm not calling him out for it. No, no, I've been much. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm just.
6: You're the money in my virtual
2: pocket. Yeah, I like yeah, your pocket, you know, yeah, your virtual. virtual pocket. I'm saying you need. Yeah, I'm just trying to help him. Like you know what I mean. Like I give a band of advice and try to help him in that. You really didn't put any money in your pocket. No. It was online. No. you know what? So
0: yeah, I got it for the
2: uh, sportsbook wallet. No, yeah. no, you um, you enhance your virtual wallet.
6: That's right.
2: right. Correct. The virtual wallet. He padded the virtual wallet. It's real money. I'm not saying he didn't win the game. I'm not saying he didn't win the game. I'm just stating that, you know, he didn't technically put money in his pocket after the game. That's why I like the sportsbook betting style.
3: That's what I'm talking about. Remember our discussion earlier? Chips versus currency. That's the table. That's, yeah. why,
6: FanDuel Sportsbook, that's why FanDuel Sportsbook gave second home since he's been yeah. in New York. Yep.
3: And that's why I'm hesitant like with, with, with the real app, money. it forces you to make better decisions. You yeah. talked about it, like, You don't go to the window and bet stupid games now. You don't. You just don't do it. You bet games you like. You don't go, hey, I got a feeling about this. You know it's going to cost you 60 bucks to get there at home. You got to be smart. Yeah, and if I had the app, I'd be better more
6: stuff. You'd be selective. Yeah, I'd be betting
2: everything. Oh, I'll bet this baseball game since I have the app. I'm going to get the app. It's just I'm taking shots at Babano's phone. He's better at my phone. My phone's actually not bad, but (laughs) it's the roaming. And I realized that I can roam and use the phone and text and stuff, but if I turn the internet on, dude, holy crap. Like, it cost me like 50 bucks to, like, look at Bet365 for a second the other day.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's I, I. Yeah, I can't. I oh, can't. Huge roaming fees. Gave those Russian goons called me again. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. They're really serious about this uh, lawsuit here. Anyway, we, let's talk about the games. I'll deal with Boris later on.
2: <laughs> guy's shaking me down. Your Seahawks and Bears. Seahawks getting three and Ooh. a half. No Doug Baldwin. People are pretty negative on Seattle, but really, you're going to lay three and a half points with Trubisky versus Russell Wilson.
3: Uh, Gabe, uh,
5: I'm tricky. gonna
3: tell you, I'm gonna tell you guys something though. Even when the Bears, like back in the day, Seattle, when they play in Chicago, it's it's a place for them to die. They played some of the worst football there. Remember those neon, the neon Seahawks with those puke green uniforms? And they go into Chicago. The Bears weren't even good then, and they got bit lambasted. I am. I you know what though. That that hook at three and a half seems very interesting to me. I think the Bears are an improved team. They should have beat Green Bay. As for Seattle on the road, uh, it's tough. I, I think the Bears win the game. I'm not sure if they're if they're gonna cover the three and a half, but I think they'll. Win by a field goal. I don't know your guys' take on this game. It's it's tough to back Seattle as well. I
2: got to take Carroll and, and and Wilson just sort of blindly. You know, it's not really. Yeah. Listen, on paper, you look at the Bears. Bears on a short week, played Sunday night, heartbreaking loss. They played well, but they also played poorly and blew blew the game. Yes. And Seattle actually played pretty tough against a pretty damn good Denver, Denver, Denver Bronco oh, team I know last, they did. last week. But they did. Teams that, teams that start the season with two straight road games generally struggle. You know, like the only time Seattle's gone 0-2 in Pete Carroll's tenure is two years, Cam, that they started both games on the road. I think yep. I remember Remember, actually a couple of years ago when I came to see what at Joe's and I had a meltdown after the game. I think they lost that Sunday nighter. That was the, the Packers. The, that the was Packers. The, the Packers, but that was like week two as well. You know, the the Seahawks have stumbled in this spot before. I know that. But what do you make? You know, Ben, are you really gonna lay three and a half points with the Bears?
6: I would. I would absolutely take Chicago before I take Seattle. There's not not much to like about Seattle for me right now. I mean, you're down Doug Baldwin. You're one weapon. I don't trust Lockett. I don't trust an old decrepit Brandon Marshall. I don't like the fact they gave up 142 yards on the ground to a middling Denver rush attack. Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay. Now you got to face Jordan Howard. Good luck trying to shut him down this week on the road. You were an Elevator last week. Yeah, exactly. Watch out for, for both of those guys. A great one-two punch at running back. I don't trust Seattle on the road, high altitude last week, on the road again this week, another tough travel situation, even if it is on a Monday night, Chicago or nothing. I think Seattle is really, really going to have a long year. Cam? They will.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to. I know
2: there's a little delay stuff, so I'm trying to get better at it. I think we are getting better at it, but once in a while, we 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 were talking over each other in the first week. Now we get these little pauses where I'm sure you're waiting for me to say something. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe he's going to ask him something.
3: No, it is. I'm getting your cadence now, and that's the thing. When you're telling a story, I kind of like want to lay back, but it's more natural. Like when you crack the joke, and I'm laughing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, know. know, it's all good because you know, but. Anyway, we'll, we'll go into another game, Babano. Uh, I'm very high on this game, and I think this one is a bait line. Uh, Gabe, I, I think would, would, when the Pittsburgh's minus 5.5, ben, Big Ben's playing this game. Uh, he is playing yeah. against Kansas They must Kansas know State. he's playing because it's Clyde. They must know, exactly. Yeah, it was
2: 4, 4.5. It was 5.5 went down, but it's gone back up yeah. now, which means they know he's going to play.
3: Exactly. I see five and five and a half out there. I think this is a bait line to try to get uh, Kansas City chef action there. And I'm on Pittsburgh this week. What's your take, Babano?
6: Well, I beat the hell out of the uh, uh, closing line. I'm going to beat the hell out of the closing line with the total. Uh, I bet this total at 50, it's up to 53 and a half now. Uh, in this Kansas City-Pittsburgh game. Now I just need the W, uh, and that's always the harder part. Uh, Kansas City going to be without Eric Berry again in this game. And and if you've watched this Kansas City defense without him, it's been a train wreck. And the Chargers should have and could have put up more points last week. Uh, I think they're going to be in tough, KC defensively. On the road again against Pittsburgh, I think they'll get their offense going. I don't mind James Conner. At all at the running back spot. I thought he's good last week. But KC's gonna move the ball too in this game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, that combination was lethal last week against the Chargers. Andy Reid got this offense ready to go, even after an up and down preseason. I think this is the game where both teams trade points. I'd lean KC, believe it or not, because but it's a very, very tricky spot for them, second straight roadie. Like the over a lot though in this game, and it looks like other people agree with me.
2: I like the over in this game as well. You know, it's up to 53-and-a-half, a half, little bit of a concern. But, you know, you talk about uh, about Ben Roethlisberger not practicing. It's not like he needs to practice. I mean, everything's going to be fine there. Exactly. From a fantasy perspective, we'll talk about it at 6 o'clock hour, but everything lines up for the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Kansas City Chiefs won that game uh, last week. They put up 38 points. But at the same point in time, there was turnovers. Uh, the The L.A. Chargers... Move the football. Melvin Gordon averaged five point six yards. Where they the Chiefs gave up five point six yards a rush. That secondary without Eric Berry and Peters showed some uh, showed some holes. And you got a pissed off Pittsburgh team. I don't really want to. To me, it's a little dangerous up to five and a half though, guys. To me, the safer yeah. bet's the over. That's like the play I'm going with. I understand why people are loading up on the Steelers. It's like the situational situational spot uh, type of deal. Babano, but. For me, I'm just going to bet the over this game.
6: Yeah, I agree, and I jumped on that. Good thing I jumped on this over Monday is when I bet it. It was 50 at that time, and it's climbed a lot. Uh, nobody likes this KC defense, and I don't blame them. I think Pittsburgh's defense is still suspect. KC can move it. Uh, if weather uh, holds off and is a decent day weather-wise, and I think it should be last I checked, should see a fireworks display in this one.
2: Fireworks. All right, Babano well, we got uh Fireworks. I think we got about a minute left, so for you that's like, you know, yep. ten seconds. But any closing <laughs> thoughts, Babano? You wanna share something <laughs> with anybody?
6: Closing thoughts. Why not lay why not bet against Detroit one more time? It was so much fun last week. It was such an easy casher. Let's do it again. Uh, San Francisco minus six. Detroit, I know they could be a little undervalued point spread wise because they looked so bad on Monday night football, but I think the issues are gonna take time. You got issues, players in the coach. They have one pass rusher, Ziggy Onse. He's banged up if he even plays at all in this game. Stafford was terrible. San Fran made a good account of themselves against Minnesota last week, played better than the scoring dictates. They take care of Detroit.
2: Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. You can find him on Twitter at Babano, as well as uh, rightwager.com starting October 1st. Game time decisions continues.
1: Right, thanks to Ian Cameron,
2: aka Babano, for joining us on the show.
3: I love how you still give him the gears about the phone. Hey, was that your phone in the mail, though, Babano? <laughs> it's a Samsung Nine. <laughs> it's true. Like he sounded clear, like he was beside it. and then at some parts, it's like I'm like, here we go again, man.
2: Yeah, it wasn't the, the, uh... the
3: mysteries. The mysteries of technology, Gabe.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say it wasn't the uh, the best commercial for uh, Samsung Nine. <laughs> Now, Ken, we're, we're in Studio 34 here, and, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's happy absolutely. hour. We're in the fashion district, and there's all these hot chicks and stuff, and I actually always forget. So I'm sitting here, and I'm kind of yawning, and, you know, I'm kind of, like, I'm restless. <laughs> I'm moving around a lot. I'm uncomfortable. You know what I mean? These chairs are, like, built for, like, uh, Gary Bettman or something. Like, they're small. so little, little people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm uncomfortable. I'm rolling around. I'm really tired, and... Uh, I sort of look up, and, man, there's, like, these like four hot blonde chicks just sort of looking at me, smiling, waving and stuff. Yeah. So I yeah. totally forget. Like, you figure you'd be conscious in New York City that there's a ton of people watching you. I totally, like, uh, I sort of look up. But they just covered me up. I guess, uh, you know, they, uh, like, management just put, like, this velvet uh, blind up so no one can see me now. Really?
3: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to be seen, or do you prefer the velvet?
2: Um, I don't really care either way, to be honest. Um, doesn't <laughs> it's my new, my my new thing. Kim. It's like whatever. <laughs> no, the best That's my new there? thing I just velvet, tell you, Whatever you kind
5: you
3: of you can, exactly. the thing is, you could stretch, you can yawn, you can scratch yourself if you need to. It's yeah, of no, I can I can't you, won't tell, catch but you but on bad
2: times. No, you know? but the thing is, the boys in the booth can all see me too. Like I'm on, yeah, on master still. control, okay. and I have a video feed going. But I don't know why you do the video feed. There's no one there. Essentially, I just I just put it out there right now. Actually, we're gonna start doing a stream and video stream on a Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page for real. Uh, down the road, um, they're just uh, we're gonna work work all that stuff out over the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, once you know Cam's gonna to have to get a Skype and um, and a little back uh, background and all that. Cam, we're gonna be on video too soon.
3: Okay, okay. I I, I You I sound excited. I know. Just, uh... I know
2: you like to do the show in a bathroom. No, I, I, I get I it.
3: No, 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 no. Okay, if that's what they want, that's what they get. I'm just saying, I'm in multiple locations. I don't really have the carte blanche to uh, redecorate Lisa's place, but uh, I can get you a background at my place. You might have to deal with like her fridge or an oven in the background of the other place where I do uh, the show at the table. No,
2: no. Just tell her you just have to put a couple of holes in the wall, and. um, <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, baby. She'll be understanding. I got
3: this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes.
2: Just tell her, like, listen. If I don't do this, they're gonna fire me.
3: <laughs> like, uh, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, I, I, I used
2: you. that one before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see you doing that, like in relationship. Ah, oh, I like to go there, but I can't. Like they threaten, like I got to do this show here. They they threaten it, you know.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't pull like an Eric. You, you probably past, but, you, you know, probably know, play it, you it gotta up. You stretch it a little bit. Yeah, you probably play it, play it up like I'm times. a tyrant
2: too. Ah, you know, Marancci's crazy. eh? you know, he's gonna. You know, I gotta no,
3: actually, it. It, 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 that's actually funny. You don't. I just I just tell people you're an animal. Like I like you know what I mean. When I'm doing extra shows and whatever, I I almost feel guilty like going out to do stuff now because you're doing shows like 18 hours a day. It's like, what am I doing? You know, I only have to. No, I only no, have you know, to do enjoy live, so. live your life. Don't know. Sundays, yeah, Sunday's good. So no, and, and no, no. I just I got a lot of respect. For the fact that your work ethic is uh, very very strong, yeah. The Sunday show went pretty good, Gabe. I know you do it earlier than us, and I get on with Kurtz and the boys. Uh, you know, after four o'clock there, and we go lead up to the Sunday night game. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 24/7, 365 at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, buddy.
2: It really is. Um, you know, we're on. We're gonna be on. Uh, That's we're on tomorrow at ten a.m. with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello. College football College today. College football, baby. yeah, And uh, nice. we'll be on Sunday. Yeah, last week we were on. It flew by, though, the six hours, to be honest. I was thinking, holy crap, six hours um, is a long time. Let me just uh, respond here to, to the booth. All right, so, um, yeah, I was thinking, oh, man, six hours is going to be a long time. But it actually flew by. You know, the 10-1 to 1 really flew by quickly. And then once the game start... You know, it was really cool. Like, um, it was a fun time with Corey. Listen, me and Corey are pretty chill, right? So, it was pretty, you know, it was just me and Corey watching football. But uh, a lot of viewers. I mean, at one point, there was over like 780
3: people or something in the chat, which is quite a lot. I got a lot of people know. The thing is, like, I see the college show because I get the Fantasy Sports Network, and you know on the cable packages, Gabe, they don't give it with the other sports package. You pay extra for it. But I got a lot of people even, like, you know, texting, texting me directly, like direct message and stuff and telling us. So a lot of people are finding out about the network now. So it's good. It, it's football season. This is bread and butter time, and I expect it to grow over as, as the season Oh, This progresses. is the, biggest,
2: this is the biggest, uh, biggest the Fantasy Sports
3: Network's been, that's for sure. It's taken, right. They you might know, need listen, a new database because like you, you talk about when we're doing the shows and, yeah, and we kick off. Like, they might have to get a super computer because there's a lot more eyes and ears listening.
2: Yeah, like, you know, this t- took the SCORE television network like 10 years. I remember Levy told me, he said, it took 10 years before people took them seriously and they started getting sponsors and making a bit of money and stuff. Yep. Here, it's only been four years. It doesn't happen overnight. You just don't open up and now we're on. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. Exactly. But I'm noticing the videos and... You know, like Corey's Afternoon Show. 4,000 YouTube hits, like an hour after it's posted. That's real. Like, that's not it's not easy to get that, Cam. Like, I do a lot of videos and stuff. Nope. It's not easy to get that many people. You know, if you look at the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube numbers, radio numbers, our radio show, this radio show. Um, I mean, I remember I was happy when I found out, holy crap, we got 35, 40,000 people tuning in every day. I was like, man, that's a lot more than I thought we had. And that's sort of what I was getting on serious in in the old days at nighttime, in in the thirty forty range. And now, you know, last weekend we averaged eighty seven thousand people a radio show. Woo! That's good numbers, buddy. I like that. That's that's like more it. than that's more than a lot of national TV shows get. Like, put it in context. I'm just being real. Like Fox Sports One has a gambling show out now with. Uh, with a bunch of people, they got forty thousand people the other day. We're getting eighty-seven thousand people listening, more than doubling. Yeah, we don't exactly. Doubling. Yeah, we're nice. not. We don't have Madison Avenue marketing campaign behind us either. Exactly here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you bring up good points. Although now we do. You're gonna like this, yeah, this. is real cool. I'm like the real crusty the clown now. I'm all beaten down and stuff. They roll. I roll in this morning. I totally forgot about this, and it's great too. I don't know if Sussman can hear me in the booth now, but. I looked like a real pro because we, uh, we had to shoot a, co- a bunch of commercials. So I had to come in early, but I totally spaced it. I had no idea. I just happened to walk in. Greg's like, oh, you're right on time, Gabe. Great, thanks. Let's do this. I was like, yeah, no problem, Greg. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I don't know. So I had to do a commercial with Michelle Serpico. And it's nice. me, me and Michelle. And it's so bad, Cam. It's so bad. Like, we were so terrible. Like that we had us reading a script. It reminded me of like the sunset, or so hot we couldn't use it. You know, so <laughs> like Michelle says to me, couple, yeah, like we but... pretend like I'm I'm doing the show, and I'm like, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey. And I even that sounds cheesy. So I'm like, and we'll be right back after these messages. And I take the headset off, and Michelle goes to me. Can you believe someone else won a million dollars at DailyRoto.com? <laughs> And I say, yeah, that's the seventh one, Michelle. Yeah. And, like, we have this script, and we go back and forth. It's so <laughs> stiff, and, like, <laughs> so <laughs> they basically edit it and whatever. They're editing it, and whatever. Michelle's so hot, it doesn't matter, right? Like, no one's going to care. But then after, Cam, I've never done this before, and now I know I've made it, actually. Like, you know, you you know, if you're a host, and it's like, yeah, you've done local stuff, and, you know, you might have hosted this yeah. show or the post game, and... Yeah, you did color for this team, whatever. You haven't made it until like I did this morning, Cam, when I sat here and did a bunch of TV promos, looking into the camera, saying, sign up to DailyRoto.com now, promo code Chicago. Sign up now to DailyRoto.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Sign up now to DailyRoto.com, promo code Detroit. I gave a little extra to Detroit for my boys in Michigan. I was like, Detroit. Because Detroit's hardcore. Yeah, and I had to do Wisconsin. So I thought, I was like, douche, douches. I was like, you know, but I couldn't say that. Should have read it slower. Yeah, yeah, we'll read slower for you, bad for you Wisconsin grads. Daily Roto. Right now, like someone's like F these guys Just bash Wisconsin one last time. I know,
3: screw you now. No, we lo- we love everybody. Yeah, but I actually sat I like here to camp, play blackjack.
2: I actually <laughs> sat in your with a list of cities and I had to do the same thing over and over. Sign up for dailyrodo.com right now using promo code Pittsburgh. Sign up right now using promo code Wisconsin. Yeah, we had like I don't know man, I did a bunch of them. That's when I realized I was like, Well, I made it. I'm sitting here in New York City rattling off promos for different cities. That felt like crusty yeah, national clown. stuff, right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's you know, amazing. so yeah, here, here we are. Yeah, it was pretty funny actually. So um, yeah, it's nice though. At least I was selected to be part of the television campaign. Me and Michelle Serpico, and um, nice. yeah, there's going to be a big ad blitz on uh, all these markets because basically it's damn expensive to advertise on TV in New York, right, or Los Angeles.
3: Yeah, that that's that's prime time real estate. There, it's
2: a little cheaper to advertise in Detroit. Right, so, you know, we're, you know, or Madison, Wisconsin, or Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's just more yeah. affordable than the television market. So, yeah, we got a big ad blitz going out to, like, uh, you know, a bunch of, bunch of major sports towns.
3: I like it, buddy. Yeah. What were you going to tell me? Remember when before we had, uh, was it before the battle, you talked to me about some scam where uh, they took $5,000 off some turkey? What oh, that's that, right. I yeah, think? yeah. And I know that, I, you know,
2: I'm not, you know, I just, I know I'm acquaintances of an acquaintance of the, of the woman. But uh, yes. basically she got extorted and she fell for it. Like somebody sent her, you know, anonymous basically, anonymously they sent her a text message stating, I know what you did, and I have pictures. We're going to forward to your boss. And by chance, I guess this chick wow. actually has things that she was worried about, and she actually transferred $5,000 in Bitcoin.
3: Unbelievable. Well, everybody's got skeletons. Just on a right? threat. Like, you know, like,
2: Just on a threat. like this. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like someone, They're fishing for you, Cam. They're going to say, oh, you're getting sued, and they're, they're going to want you to call back, and then they're probably going to say, all right, well... If you just send us $500 or $1,000 in Bitcoin right now, you know, we'll drop
3: the lawsuit. I got to be honest with you. Morenci, they're not going to get one damn nickel from me. I, I, I don't have the money to give. And if they got the pictures, show me. Show me. Show me, show me what you got. <laughs> I don't care. Is
2: there anything out there you know, that they mean, can like, get us you for, you or me, me now at this oh, point anyways? Oh, yeah, so no, what are they, you
3: going to do? They, 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 they can get me for a lot of things, but I really don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not sending them any money. So they could threaten me all I want. Uh, this British guy is just starting to really piss me off, though, because most of these guys they'll call you maybe in the morning and night. This guy's like re- he's being relentless. Like this is his job. Like I I've gone from maybe like customer five thirty two. I'm up in like the the high rent zone now. Like six five six calls a day. That's start. Uh, this guy's really uh, starting to grind my gears.
2: <laughs> all right, Cam. So you got to get out of here in a
3: couple of minutes. Oh yeah, I got a I got I got some rosters for you, game picks, all sorts of stuff for you, buddy. All right. So bring it on. Well, we got the, here's the DraftKings Millionaire Maker. We're going to do two teams. This is the one I put together right now, Gabe, We're going with Case Keenum against Oakland, fifty-eight hundred bucks. My running back is Melvin Gordon, seventy-four hundred. against down, Buffalo. You're, ratt-
2: you're rattling this off so fast, Cam. Let let it let it soak in for people here. You got Case Keenum. You got Melvin
3: Gordon. All right, That's yeah, just, you're rattling yeah, it off Case like Keenum's in two my seconds. Oh, okay, so we can go laid back. Okay, Case Keenum is my quarterback of choice, Gabe. At the running back position, we're going to go with Melvin Gordon. A uh, nice situation against Buffalo. I think he's going to get lots of touches, despite us liking the Bills with the points. James Conner versus Kansas City. He's uh, pretty cheap. A little more expensive than last week at 6700 but still a very nice price point against the Kansas City Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster. I choo-choo choose you. 6400 bucks. also against the Chefs. We like a lot of uh, attention to Pittsburgh players this week. W- wide receiver Keenan Allen. $7,800 versus the Buffalo Bills. Him and Phillip Rivers. Uh, you know what? They got great chemistry together. I'm going to go with the Marius Thomas. I think uh, Denver might be a sneaky play with some of these players against Oakland. Gabe, me had 18.3 fantasy points last week. You're going to love this one, Marenzi. To save money at tight end, Jake Butt. Former Michigan Wolverine. He's only 2700 bucks. when you got a good all-star team. Hey, he had three catches last week, and him and Keenum actually he on six targets. So Jake Butts, a guy that's very, very cheap and affordable at tight end who could get some touches at the flex position. We're going to go with Dion Lewis at 5500 bucks, taking on Houston. And my defense special teams, we don't usually do this as often. I'm going with the Vikings against Green Bay. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers plays. If he does, I think he's ineffective. If he doesn't play, even better, because the Vikings will smoke Deshaun Kai so we got Keenum, Gordon, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Keenan Allen, Demarius Thomas, Jake Butt, Dion Lewis, and the Vikings D special teams.
2: You know, Jake Butt, Michigan tight end, he was very good, Cam, but he got injured in the bowl game. and um, That's right. Yeah, he plummeted in the draft because of it. He had an insurance policy for like, I don't know, I think it might have been $12 million. So he actually... Yeah, I it was 10
3: million bucks or something yeah, like that. yeah, so
2: like it was basically if he fell in the draft, he'd compensate and he did. So he didn't really end up losing, but nice pickup uh, by by the Broncos in the end because, you know, he can play. He's a good, He's a good player.
3: I agree, and, and Denver's tight end situation, they, they, they're spreading it around, and I I have a feeling, Jake Butt, once he gets known uh, to the offense, and him and Keenum already have a relationship, I think he'll be the premier guy. Gabe, you saw him. In college, he was dominant. I think it's an absolute steal at that price, and against Oakland, I think he can get some catches and maybe a touchdown, too. It's a great matchup for Denver this week.
2: All right, Cam, so uh, best bets. Picks, two.
3: Yeah, I got some picks you for got? your best you bets got? in the NFL. We got Miami at plus three. Morenci, we're going to take a shot with the Colts at plus six. Your Buffalo Bills at plus seven and a half. I really like that one. The only chalk I'm really going to lay is the eight and a half with New Orleans. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, too, at minus four and pay 28 cents on the juice because I don't want it at five and a half. And I have a three-team money line Parlay to plus 185 with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Denver Broncos, and the San Francisco 49ers, buddy. That's plus one eighty five. Let's get it done, Marantz. You have a good, good feeling this weekend.
2: Um, so what are you up to this weekend? What's the plan, Cam?
3: I'm going to watch a lot of football. And uh, oh, you know, you're on I, Sunday. On Sunday, we do the football show. Yeah, that's right. You're, yeah, you're, you're, on Saturday, I'm just going to watch college.
2: All right, good stuff. You're taking it easy. Say so you're on. You're on four su- to eight. You're on Sunday four to eight, huh?
3: You, At four you, to Eight with my boy George Kurtz is our update guy. We got Joe. We got uh, the Memphis kid Chris Bavona. Jim Day. Mar, all sorts of yeah, uh, all sorts of crazy guys there on our uh, 4 to Eight segment. Should be fun. <laughs>
2: I saw you. So last week, I think Cardano might be tuning in now. So I was I the one too. To my Skype. He. <laughs> I was the I was the one too. I noticed. It's like you were looking over the camera. So I was the one. I said, tell Cam. I I know they did it abruptly, and I noticed it rattled you, too. They're looking at the camera. But I was like, Cam's like, look, you were looking in the sky, sort of. So I was like, tell Cam to make sure he looks in the camera. And, and like, the little light on the screen. But it was hilarious. You were holding the... You're holding the mic to your mouth. Yeah, because my are headset's you, falling apart. Are you, are you holding hold... it right now? Like, you, do you hold it all the time? Yeah, yeah. You that, are, that's, huh?
3: that's the thing, yeah. Like, my head's my head's too big for it. So Cardano basically just said, screw it. He goes, just just go on the regular program. So I called the soft phone program. He goes, we can't look at you holding that thing all day. Like, it was all on the side of my face, and I'm looking everywhere. You're right, <laughs> he was a train wreck. He goes, screw it. And he goes, you're crackling and stuff. I, mean, I got to admit, I was rattled. Like, the first half an hour of the show, I was a rattlesnake. And then it got smoother as uh, time progressed. It was hilarious.
2: You're you're all moving around, like you're all like bopping around. (laughs) I know. And you're looking, you're looking like like, you're looking like above the camera, so it looked like you were watching a game. So it wasn't out of place. But you you weren't looking. You never made eye contact with the camera. And then you're holding the earpiece (laughs) is like on your cheek. And Cardano asked me. He goes, he goes, wow.
5: He goes, it really is too small for his big head, isn't it? I said, yeah, it really is. I said honestly.